0: afternoon everybody welcome into the show happy sunday fun day everybody my name is ultimate djs welcome in to talking trek live we are star trek fleet commands official podcast welcoming you in here today on a beautiful sunday afternoon where scores are rolling in from across the league west virginia won their game yesterday woo woo go mountaineers where the Bengals are currently being trounced by the Cowboys. Shout out, Mrs. DJ. <laughs> hey, Baba Joe, what's uh, what's going on over in San Francisco? Do you want to talk about it? <laughs> no, maybe. Yeah. No. He's no. A, he, no, he doesn't. This is what you get. You made fun of my Packers. Yeah, last, last week. Oh, I know. It's going to be. I did make fun of your Packers. I mean, you kind of did. A little bit. In what way? Uh, You talk about, you know. That they were losing? That's Uh,
1: making fun of them? You you made fun of of the
0: receivers. You made fun of the receivers. What receivers? See, there you go again. There you go. <laughs>
1: West Virginia's going to have better receivers on the field on Thursday than the, the Packers do right
0: now. I sure hope so. That would be phenomenal if uh, if it does indeed pan out. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome into a Talking Trek Service Soundoff. Who is taking a break from the frenzied football action this afternoon to spend a little bit of time here in Star Trek Fleet Command? Uh, Noon whistle kicks us off on Server 29, Says, "Go Bears." Stradalorian on server 9, appreciate it. Techix on a European server somewhere. Rotifer on server 17. Uh, good afternoon, Captain Oblivious on 29. Jayberg, 32. Virtual Army on 135. Uh, Deuces Wild on 17. Vestman European, 146. Velvet Thunder on 137. Sherlock Holmes on 27. OBG on server 44. Kangles, server 140. Dragon Keeper on server 52. Bad Boy on server 13. Dale Biggs server 34 fire for uh, Fire force on server 26. Silverhawk on 49. Thank you. Vengeance on 196. Mateo on server 32. How about them dolphins? He says. Wow, what an ending, right? What an ending. Woo! Woo! I could have. I swore that game was going to overtime. Did not see that coming. Polly D, server one seventy nine, Dragon Keeper on fifty two. Mike on server eight. Thank you, Romulan Ale on server nine. Louis P on server twenty says, "Go Hokies!" Ooh man, Bubba Joe. <sighs> you know, if uh, if Louis P wasn't a gold subscriber, I might have <laughs> words. <clears throat> might have words uh, right there, buddy. Might have to find the twenty four hour timeout button. For Louis P. Uh, welcome, welcome in. I appreciate it, everybody. Uh, yeah, Louis P. Showing off the uh, the Dallas Super Bowl pictures that uh, from the last Super Bowl that they won. It is on a three and a half inch floppy from nineteen eighty four. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome into the show. Uh, and I will apologize. I am fired up today. So for those of you who are listening who absolutely don't care about uh, American football who don't care about the National Football League. There could be some references in here today that may or may not uh, make any sense to you, Bubba Joe. But it is a big day for us, right? Um, You have a game going on currently, not currently swinging your favor, but there's still time. There's still a lot of time left. You still got There's 30 minutes.
1: There's an entire half to go. That's
0: right. You still got 30 minutes on the clock, so we'll be keeping an eye on that. And then, of course, for my fellow Packers fans, we've got a big one tonight, especially after last week's disappointing performance. So we've got a big one tonight, which is why, Bubba Joe, we're starting a little bit later today and hopefully finishing a little bit earlier so that I can go and enjoy all the food. That I have prepared today for NFL Football Sunday. Inside, I've got Rotel with sausage. i got some sausage links, some meatballs. Uh, made some taco meat. I've got a taco bar up. Um, let's see, what else, what else did we do today? Oh, the little barbecue hot dog weenies. And it's just... Me and my wife like there's nobody coming over. That's just all for us, which which is ridiculous, right? Oh, I'm going to grill some pork chops tonight. It's ridiculous because all that food is like just for today. And it's just the two of us like it's absolutely going to go to waste. I'll take it all to work tomorrow or something and just let the guys eat it. But man, I like on football Sunday, I You're like to sit
2: at the taco bar. Aren't
0: you? I, I you know, I like I like having that kind of party atmosphere in my house on football Sundays, Bubba Joe. I mean, you you've talked about like last season, you would go to the bar
2: yell at random i was going to say yell at random stranger strangers outside bubba joe well
0: i don't yeah i have no neighbors but bubba joe it used to be like a i don't know what's going on with your new city have you found a new sunday afternoon bar yet like do you i i have not yeah see that and that's a thing i would imagine that that is probably forgive me for for speaking but i'm sure you're excited about being in a new city. You're excited for your new job. But at the same time, it's probably a little bit sad. You've left your friends and, and your your familiar places. This might be, like, one of the big ones, right? Like, you've got to find a new place. Yeah? Yep. You have True to. True statement. Uh, you've got to find a new place. So, anyway, uh, for those of you uh, enjoying Football Sunday, we, uh, we welcome you into the show. Those of you not enjoying Football Sunday, well – Welcome you into the show, too. Like, it's, it's all good. 147 additional messages in our Talking Trek server sound off. 354 members in our live studio audience. Thank you guys so very much. Appreciate it. Uh, thank you guys so very much for being here today, Bubba Joe. We do have a, an abbreviated version of the stupid news. Shall we go ahead and knock that out? Uh, and that way we can get into the, into the stuff that we got to talk about today. Because I do want to rapid fire it, Bubba Joe. Kickoff tonight for the Green Bay Packers. Uh, I want to start watching. What time is it? 8.30? Or eight? I think it's eight. So I'm going to start watching coverage a little bit sooner. Uh, Mateo says, yo, DJ, where's your star base? We are at assembly level eight uh, and working through the level eight modules. I actually heard a rumor, Mateo, that you hit uh, assembly chambers nine yesterday. Is that true? Assembly chambers nine yesterday. So you're moving uh, along very, very well in your alliance star base. And that's actually going to be, Bubba, one of the things that we talk about today. Like, what's the rush? Right, what's the big deal? Like why are people actively investing time, energy, and in some cases money into the Alliance Starbase if indeed you can? Starbase 26 continues to plague people. We'll give you an update on that coming up right after we check in with the Stupid News headlines. Live from the Talking Trek News studios with your world news headlines from all across the globe, it is indeed time for your Stupid News. Stupid, stupid. News! No. Time for your news, everybody. Let's go. No. <laughs> vengeance just no. muted the show. We'll be sure and tag you. Somebody be sure to tag Vengeance when it's, uh, when it's over. Well, listen, I've got big news. I do. I have important news for you, Bubba Joe. I mean, we never deliver not news. That is It's actually incorrect. That no, that we always deliver important news headlines. Always. Like this week, did you hear your, about this your one? Your
1: stupid news is <laughs> significantly better when I'm not on the show. So you do not have big news today.
0: I'm going to try. I'm going to try. <laughs> um, as a matter of fact, let's lead off with this one. This past week, Amtrak announced that all long-distance passenger trains have been canceled ahead of looming freight rail worker strike. Uh, the, the the rail worker strike is apparently uh, impending. It's going to apparently happen. Travelers are now going to have to take airplanes instead, Bubba Joe, to get from uh, to and fro, and then, of course, also have their flights canceled. Uh, on Thursday, actually, it was announced that President Biden uh, made a statement uh, that a tentative agreement had actually been reached to avert a railway worker strike. Biden stated that he had worked out a deal with his good and trusted friend and believes that he's not going to go back on his word. Meanwhile, Thomas the Tank Engine just sat back and snickered. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if you can trust that cat. All right. It's a little silly. Uh, A cheating scandal is buzzing in the competitive chess world, Bubba Josie. This is what I'm talking about. This is hard-hitting news. That's right. Uh, Apparently, technology... Some type of technology is, uh, I- including vibrating anal beads, are being used to signal winning moves. After this past week, apparently a teenage newcomer beat the reigning world champion at a high-stakes tournament. Chess officials are taking allegations of hiding beads up his butt very seriously, and now say they're looking into it. <laughs> they're they're going to need to dig deep. They're, de- no. <laughs> they're they're determined to get to the bottom of it. <laughs>
3: oh,
0: uh, yeah, they're they're probing into the allegations. All right, a uh, new survey. Thank you. Appreciate it. A new survey. <laughs> a new survey out of Japan shows that a record low number of young singles in the country say that they ever plan to get married. Bubba Joe, it's the first time such a large group of people have actively chosen to be happy. I, I know. <laughs> I know. It's uh, it's a big deal over there. Like the, the population is aging. Nobody having kids. It's crazy over there in Japan. Multiple publishing sources have stated that Prince Harry's memoir uh, is going to be pushed back following the death of Queen Elizabeth, which is absolutely terrible news for all six people who pre-ordered it. MyPillow's CEO, Mike Lindell, said FBI agents pulled up to his car in a Hardy's drive through in Minnesota and seized his cell phone. Uh, the most disturbing part of this story is that a man worth $50 million was dining at Hardee's. The, uh, thing. Apparently, the phone was seized as part of the Justice Department's investigation into 2020 election interference. Lindell says he's not worried, though, because he thinks they have no real pillowcase against him. <laughs> <laughs> finally, uh, a group of uh, finally a group of high school boys and their dads were treated to a scene straight out of Jaws this past week, Bubba Joe, when a Mako shark jumped from the ocean into their charter fishing boat. This was absolutely scary, they say. But other people saying not really a big deal. If you really want to see dangerous creatures on a boat, book Carnival. <laughs> there you go, everybody. And that is your stupid news welcome into the show everybody my name is indeed ultimate djs i am your friendly neighborhood cat person and your host of talking trek live star trek fleet commands official podcast welcome into the show and good afternoon to our panel of guests here tonight uh from up in canada karkin is joining us with us today what's up buddy how are you hey 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 hey. Hey. also uh captain mark joining us from ops 49 how you doing my friend i'm
3: just not the same
0: uh you know so I wonder how many people actually got to hear that. Uh, aside from our live studio audience, I wonder how many people... This is a testament, Bubba Joe, of how many people, when they listen, actually listen to the end. Like, get through the credits, because not very many people had uh, sent me comments. I, I expected a lot of mail. I expected a lot of PMs. Uh, didn't get there. And that's because I think people don't, uh, don't listen all the way to the end. On the other hand, Blue Mandalorian says, I've actually uh been to therapy this past week to repress the memory of what happened on our last show k21 says changes meds i thought it was i don't know I don't,
1: I don't i don't have to uh i don't have to go to therapy when ripper says rubbish
0: well that is true did you skip three, so you of the didn't three? Hear the last part of it either <laughs> well no he did because the- ripper screaming rubbish was literally the last word on the recorded version yeah. of the podcast Uh, (laughs) Bubba, did you, um, did you skip through like the prior three minutes?
1: No, I heard it.
0: And? (laughs) (laughs) And? That's it. My
1: mama said, you have (laughs) nothing nice to say Uh to say nothing at all.
0: Forgetful says my children were actually looking at me with genuine concern when they heard a man singing from my speakerphone. I I apologize, forgetful. Sorry about that. I think um, it was
2: a very brave thing to do. Mind I you.
0: thought so. Uh, person who was the Mind one singing? You. It was Captain Mark, your very own Talking Trek panelist. Captain Mark was the one who laid down that track for you guys. hmm Yeah, and he didn't even lose a bet. He did not even lose a bet. On the other hand... Uh, have not even been drinking yet. On the other hand, there is currently discussion... Between, oh my God, Bubba doesn't know about this yet. <laughs> okay, Bubba, I have a, <laughs> I, I have a memo. Breaking news. Uh, I do have a piece of information for you. I'm not exactly sure how you're going to feel about it, but before I tell you what it is, please think of the children. Okay, that's all I'm going to say. Uh, think, think, <laughs> think of the children, Bubba Joe. On our Twitch this past week, there. When
1: I was on, or the other one.
0: Uh. You started on one. I don't think you made it to the end. There was. Well, I don't make it
1: to the end of any of your Twitches. The, there was a they competition. End at like three o'clock in the morning.
0: There was kind of a wager set up between Wardod and Trader. As it turns out, Wardod lost, and had to record a soundbite for Trader to be used on our Twitch stream. Okay, I'm not going to play it for you now. It's definitely a piece of golden goodness. Have to check it out on the Twitch. However, Wardod is seeking redemption, Bubba Joe, and has forgiveness. Upped, and has upped the wager, and is oh. now uh, willing. Uh, Wardod is willing to put in five thousand dollars, five thousand dollars towards a towards our charity, if Trader will duet Bubba Joe. On faith of the heart. No. Now, listen, Bubba. Hang on, Bubba. Listen. No. Five thousand dollars towards our kids. For the kids. For the kids. It's for the the children. You have been called out, Bubba Joe. Now, listen. This is. See, this is a thing. When I was in morning radio, like this was a thing that that just kind of came with the territory. When you're a public figure, when you're a celebrity, if you will, Bubba Joe, which you are. Okay. Everybody knows you. Everybody. Everybody knows who Bubba Joe is. Baba Joe, that That whale, everybody knows, all right? Sometimes there's expectations. Sometimes you just have to, like, do something for the good of the world, right? Like, people expect things of you as a celebrity host of this show. And so when someone comes out and says, listen, I will donate $5,000 to your Christmas angel uh, our, our Christmas angel project, all he wants is a duet of you and Trader singing Faith of the Heart. I mean, that's one of those things where you kind of just have to be like, you know what, for the kids, okay. Like, it's embarrassing, right? Look what Captain Mark did. It's embarrassing, but we all love you for it. And and like you get any money out of it. And yeah, Mark Mark didn't get nothing out of it. <laughs> but you, Bubba Joe, you, Bubba Joe, are part of are, are one person in a two man team, two person team that can put $5,000 into the stockings of less fortunate children this summer. So, you know, just no pressure or anything. That hard? Come on. You know what I'm just saying. Look at, look at the chat right now. Look at the chat. Okay? Do it, Bubba. It'll be awesome. Oh, did Bubba leave? No, he's still there. <laughs> <laughs> did he leave? Shiny says, Bubba, don't worry. Trader will say no anyway. Actually, see, Bubba Trader agreed to accept the donation to our charity if indeed you you're halfway would, there you're halfway there okay so bubba let me ask you there's again
2: There's no reason that you i am have like then i am saving trader
0: it. you're not saving trader trader okay you trader is willing wants to do it for the kids she wants i
1: to sincerely do doubt that she wants to do it
0: all right well you know what trader is on her way willing to do it we'll ask her on the show in a little bit okay obviously the answer is yes vic i agree okay absolutely uh, yeah uh zed I, I think so like we're gonna we're gonna have to you know what maybe bubba joe i'm gonna have to introduce you maybe that's what we should do community maybe i should put him on a facetime call with one of our angel children this year oh there you go is he allowed to
2: use an auto mixer to make him sound like
0: i mean maybe 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 it's like test driving a car bubba joe like you really need to sit in the car you got to drive you got to smell that new car smell before you agree to spend seventy thousand dollars maybe you need to meet one of these children before you just say no maybe maybe that's you're right you're right guys that's that's what we need to do we'll see We'll see He needs to test drive a kid Let me just tell you <laughs> Let me just tell you Community Don't worry about it I got you Okay Traitor and Bubba Singing Faith of the Heart That's gonna happen Alright That's gonna happen For the children For the children Alright um, <laughs> Bubba Joe's actually Speechless right now Like I'm actually concerned By the fact that he's not Commenting at all Like I figured he'd be Arguing a little bit more about it Or maybe he's just angry That I'm making out, him out To be some kind of Scrooge <laughs> Think of the kids man Bubba, where are you at? He's probably put me on mute so he can go back and watch the, uh... I'm here. Hey, listen. (laughs) Twist, that's hilarious, okay? That's hilarious. Twist says, would Bubba do it if Scopely matched the donation? First of all, hearty har har, okay? You don't need to tease me like that. But second of all... um, (laughs) (laughs) Second of all, you don't have to tease us like that, all right? Um, But, uh, listen, Bubba is a big softy. okay? He is a big teddy bear, and as big and bad, and I'm not gonna sing as he is right now. He he's gonna do it for the children. All right, five thousand dollars, Bubba Joe. I'd
3: almost think that he has faith.
0: In heart. <laughs> That's right. I have faith in Bubba Joe's heart. All right, see that? You see? See? That's a good segue right there. All right, uh, guys, we do have
1: some stuff for to get a to. Terrible theme song for a terrible show.
0: It was not a terrible show. It just wasn't the best show. But ah, I don't think I can say it was a terrible show. Um,
3: it wasn't even a terrible theme. If
0: it, if it went with it is show. a terrible. Was, there, okay. That's actually not debatable. Yeah, it, it's it's uh, kind of yes, not. It it's kind of not a good theme. All right, just throwing that out there. All right, listen, guys, we got we got we got I'll more to go. On that. We got stuff to do. Oh, there yeah, we can do. What? Uh,
3: somebody spend five bucks or five thousand uh, for me and Bubba to fight?
0: <laughs> for you and Bubba to fight? Yeah, over the theme song. In a. A match. I was going to say in a, in a pool full of pudding <laughs> Then sure Pudding. Okay. Oh, pudding. Yeah. you even better than Jello. Yeah, right? Like you can actually eat your way out of that one, all right? Listen, we, we've been talking about yeah, that. I, okay, we've got to get into the show. But, but uh, really, we've been talking about taking the show on the road. Like, we're, we're raising our money. We've got our funds. We're like a third of the way there, Bubba Joe, really truthfully. In the next six months, I fully anticipate we will do a show live from on the road. We might go to where uh, Bubba Joe and Mark can indeed actually wrestle in a, uh, a kiddie pool full of chocolate pudding uh, for a charity. I mean, it, on a it, carnival it, Cruise. it could happen. All right. That's <laughs> right. Uh, we'll, just, you know, we'll meet up on the star Trek cruise and, uh, maybe, there you I go. wonder if, goal. I wonder if Scopely has any pull with the star Trek cruise. Like, you know, I mean, obviously Ooh. Paramount and Scopely have a thing. What if we did a giveaway this year and, I, and, and, and did a thing for the star Trek cruise? Would you guys do that? Would you guys be interested in, in, in doing a show live from the star Trek cruise? That'd be kind oh, of fun. Yeah. Baba, if I got you a free trip for the Star Trek cruise, would would you you'd come along and do shows, right?
1: Probably. I yeah. don't know. I've never. I've never. I, I don't really like large boats. Like I've been on barges and uh, not things exactly like that. I don't know barge, if I would appreciate right? a big. I don't know if I would do well on a large moving vehicle on a body of water where i can't put my feet on solid ground regularly. you
0: know to be perfectly honest with you i mean i've never been on a cruise and mrs dj feels the same way she's terrified of them uh so i don't know maybe, maybe there's i don't know maybe we could i don't know also we'll, we'll cruises
1: are a den of yes virus I'm trying, I'm trying. and death and people die get sick on cruises all the time so i mean obviously that's also a negative
0: yeah well maybe we could get paramount to actually like Charter out the entire thing, and can it just be like a, a Star Trek Fleet Command cruise? All right, like we'll we'll give away we'll give away maybe a thousand tickets, and it would just be us. We could probably I, I, I just say we could probably I will start working on it. All right, nobody underestimates the production value of this here podcast that's published for free. Yay! Uh, we'll we'll see what, what we can do on. It. All right, yes, I I we need to move on with the show. Here's the thing: I'm on a clock today, so naturally I'm completely uh off the rails off the rails and prone to distractions and here we are what Bro. i don't know, 20 minutes into the show or oh, 30 minutes into the show and we haven't even started yet so let's let's get to it bubba joe we've got stuff that we need to talk about uh first of all just a couple of quick things uh from the announcements um let's start with projectiles okay mark this was your thing Uh, You brought this up today as a topic that needed to be discussed. You said, listen, I'm getting tons and tons of questions about the gold Cardassian projectile. Further, Bubba Joe actually sent me a message and said, listen, I don't think you described the gold Cardassian projectile accurately on the last show. And we had a little bit of a a debate about this. And I believe that in my choice of terminology, he probably was correct. Um, But I, I don't... Take away uh, from the fact that it is, uh, and I'm not going to dispute the fact or, or recant the fact that it is by far and away the most valuable projectile that's ever been released. Now, Bubba Joe, you took exception with the description that I gave that uh, that that I gave its ability. When we talk about 25% increase to critical damage, all right my my words were, this is by far and away the best projectile that has ever been released in the game. If you were looking to spend hundred dollars on it, which by the way, as intended, it is now in uh, all pack stores. It's not just on Exola. it started that way for the first two weeks. Now it's in all pack stores. all right? But when you're talking about increasing critical damage, Bubba Joe, by twenty five percent. Compare yep. that for me to, say, 25% increase to weapons damage. Like, what's the difference?
1: Well, the difference is, is that critical damage stacks on top of your typical shot. So if your typical shot, after all the modifiers, not what you find in STFC space, but if you go to a battle log and you see a weapon hit, and that weapon does, and we're just going to use the numbers you used before, 100,000 damage, okay? okay? Mm-hmm. And you do a critical you're going to take that 100,000 and you're going to multiply it by the critical multiplier that you have. Okay? so Everyone's got a critical multiplier on their ship.
0: Absolutely. And you can find that by, if it's in dock, just click on manage, or even if it's in space, you can click on manage, go to details, and in the attack section, it's the very last one. It says critical damage. It's listed as a percentage. Uh, It could be 150. It could be 240. It could be 195. Whatever it is, and that is... Uh, a summation of a lot of your research, okay, Uh, plus whatever the ship's base values were. Um, So, Bubba Joe, let's for the sake of argument, uh, or the sake of easy math, let's presume that a critical damage bonus for uh, XYZ player is showing 200%. So, if I look in a battle log and I see a normal shot at 100,000 and I throw a crit, what happens? Uh... If you throw a crit, then you will get to uh, 200000 Correct. The critical damage bonus is the multiplier. And, and let me rephrase. Yep. It's not actually a bonus. I actually learned this the hard way here about a year and a half ago. I thought it would be the one plus. All right. This one is, is interesting because it just says what the critical damage is going to be. Okay, what the critical damage is going to be, not that it's the bonus. You're not adding that back to the base shot. So if it says critical damage 200% and you crit, then it's a double-sized shot. Okay? Yep. Now, real quick, just as a point of clarity, uh, and Scopely's been made aware of this, as of this moment, the gold Cardassian refit critical damage bonus is not reflecting in the ship management screen we have, uh, with Ripper's assistance, been able to prove that it is in fact working. I, a lot of you guys have seen the results of that. But it is not reflected in the uh, critical damage display of your ship management screen if you, if you have unlocked the Cardassian projectile. Now, Bubba Joe, you took exception with the fact that I described the uh, Cardassian disruptor as being a net boost. All right, a net correct. boost of twenty five percent, and indeed, uh, you're you're not. I, I think it depends on interpretation because the way that you right. presented so, it back to me, you're correct. Go ahead with your right. with your so, claim.
1: Yeah, so so if you were so again, let's keep our example: hundred thousand bonus, two hundred thousand for a critical. You're not going to take that two hundred thousand and add twenty five percent to it. Okay, you're not going to add fifty thousand to get to 250,000. What you are going to do is you're gonna take that multiplier, you're gonna add 25 to it, and now that 100,000 instead of turning into 200,000 turns into 225,000.
0: Correct, correct. And and the reason that Bubba uh, kind of argued with me on that, because in fairness, I did describe it as a, as a net add, but what I was comparing it with would have been the original shot, Bubba. Uh, And and that's probably where I I miscommunicated because if it was a 100,000 regular shot, all right, and I'm adding 25% to my crit damage, then when I crit, it would be adding 25,000. That's why I said it was a net add. But, indeed, there are other researches and other impacts to the overall critical damage bonus. So, is it technically a net add of 25%? Well, let's assume... That you had no critical damage research. If, it, if your critical damage was 100%, then yeah, sure, it'd be a net ad. It would be like the first research. But it's not. This is yet again, Bubba Joe, another example of diminishing return, right? Correct. Uh, where you've got other researches that impact your critical damage. That being said, though, what I will maintain and what Bubba Joe and I agree on is that If you take the net 25% increase, Bubba Joe, if you take that phrase and just break it down in that it is an actual multiplier after everything else in the game. It's not a base. It's not going back to the efficiency formula. This is indeed a net boost to your final shot, which is probably what I was trying to to relay, Bubba. If, If you have a 10 million power regular shot, all right, and then you get this projectile and it boosts your crit by 25, then we've always known and and shared with the community that critical damage is indeed itself, Bubba Joe, and this is probably where I fumbled my words, critical damage itself is indeed a net multiplier. Agreed. Okay? So if you look at the critical damage bonus, that is a net multiplier. And we've talked about the details of this in other areas, Bubba Joe, we've talked about why hole breach is so important. Why critical damage, critical chance, critical, uh, or, or then, you know, of course, hole breach and, and con, why these are all so important, because they give the biggest impact in the game. And, and moreover, because it's an escalating growth, because as your ship gets stronger, as your research gets stronger, as your officers get stronger and, and your shots get bigger, the impact of critical damage and hull breach get larger and larger and larger. Okay? So we, we've said, Bubba Joe, especially with the introduction of G5, but even going back into G4, the Pylum, for example, was always the destination ship. Why? Because... It took advantage of hull breach. It took advantage of critical shots. Uh, now in G5, where the statistics are even larger, damage is even bigger. But, hull breach... But Pilum, can,
1: the pylum doesn't take advantage of hull breach or
0: require criticals. Well, let me rephrase. It, it uses that mechanic to the largest extent. Is that a... No, it you doesn't. don't think? All right. No.
1: Explain. The reason the pylum is so sought after and people like it is its firing pattern.
0: Well, yeah, but but if I've got seven times as many shots, all right, well, not seven times, but, l- but let's say I got seven shots, all right? And the next best ship I've got fires two shots. Not only am I increasing my RNG to just get a critical, right? Because I got seven chances at a critical instead of just two. But if I crit, then that's even more damage that can be thrown on those shots. So if I've got a way to increase, that's why, for example, Trader would come on here and say, hey, uh, Lorca Achille was always such a great combination for the Pylum because Lorca is giving the whole breach. The whole breach is taking your critical damage and adding even more. Silent Calibre says, what is it? Is whole breach adding 50%? To the critical damage, and I do believe that that's the correct number, right, Bubba? Fifty percent. This always trips me up. Somebody help me out. Is it fifty or is it seventy-five? I thought it was more than
1: that. I thought it was seventy-five.
0: See if one point five percent. Okay, one point
2: five
0: times it by one point five. You multiply it by one point five. It's just fifty percent. Just fifty percent. Yeah, fifty percent increase to the critical damage. It's not multiplying it. So, like for example. And, and, again, this, this always messes with me, Bubba. I, I know 1.5 equals 50, but, but guys, listen. If, if, for example, your critical damage says 240, you're not multiplying that by 1.5, right? You're adding 50%. No,
1: I, I, I think that's what they're saying.
0: Is that, so 240 would go to 290? Now, see, I don't think it's – K21, I don't think – so you're saying
2: damage is calculated and then it's times by one point five, and then that number is the one that's used. Wow. So so,
0: written- so you're saying that Hull Breach would take two hundred and forty and make it three sixty? You yeah, would actually sorry, take gosh. the critical damage bonus and multiply by one point five? I'm going to have to go back and double check on that. I, and, and, but I will say, I'm not saying that you guys are wrong. Hole breach, it has, for, I don't know, it's the easiest one, Bubba, but it is the one that messes me up so bad. Like, ask somebody what the effect of morale is, and they're going to say Spock, but that's not actually the effect of morale. Do you know what the effect of morale is? It's a 1% boost uh, to all of your mitigation stats, Bubba Joe. 1%, okay? So, I know that answer, Not very many people know that answer, but for some reason, uh, hull breach always messes me up. I can never remember exactly how how it works. Nonetheless, it is massive. And why over the generations of ships, okay, uh, G4, G5, hull breach has become more and more and more important because the shots get bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. So a hole breach, being that it is a net calculation, or at least impacting a net calculation over a typical normal shot, Bubba Joe, makes it massive. Which drives us back to the gold Cardassian projectile. Maybe it's not a 25% net increase. I can agree to that. But using it with other tools, right? Just increasing your critical damage, using that then to uh, maybe inspire some hull breach and get it up even more. I mean, it's significant. Hull breach has become one of the most, probably the most, at least beyond G3 epics, Bubba Joe, has become the most important ability with a few exceptions. With exception of the Tribune, for example. Um, What else? What other ships... Have a clear exception to Holbreach being the best. I guess the um, Enterprise. Is the Tribune? Is the Enterprise? The original
1: Enterprise. The Enterprise A is worthless. Enterprise not... A. The doesn't... ship is not worthless. The ability is worthless.
0: The ability is bad. Uh, then you have Tribune, which needs burning, but I mean, that's a stupid lights out ability. Uh, Enterprise uh, G3 Epic uh, it definitely needs morale. Uh, what else, Bubba Joe? Anything else up there? G4, G5 land? You got the tribute.
1: Supposedly, the Ent D actually has a relevant ability, but I'm, I, I'm is not that, there.
0: Is that working? I, actually, I, I believe I, that's the only one that is working. Oh, it's the only one that is. Okay, gotcha. Gotcha, 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 gotcha. Okay, so anyway, this is the ability of, of what the Cardassian uh, is going to do. And Bubba, I saw this in the chat, and actually I had this thought when you and I were discussing it. Really truthfully, this is a significant research item boost to crit damage. I mean, there's not a ton of research out there that impacts crit damage. Not a ton. At least not across the board, anyway. It costs $99, and this is essentially, Bubba Joe, a prime in disguise. Pretty much, right? Mm. Can you identify another research that gives 25% in critical damage boost? Yes. In a single level? Yep. Okay. Yeah, well, uh,
1: pa- uh, Pipwald has it correct. It's half a prime.
0: It's half of a prime. There,
1: there is exactly a prime that gives
0: this a... 50%? 50%, I believe. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. So half of a prime at full prime price. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you know. Would you expect anything other? But it is a tangible... It is a tangible increase, okay? It's a very tangible increase and probably worth it. But if you're looking at it, should you buy that one, Bubba Joe? Or what is that other prime? What is that other prime? Let's go back. Uh, How old is it? You say it's three years ago? Wow, was it one of the early G3 primes? If that's the case, then a lot of people may already have it. Let's see if we can find it, Bubba Joe. I see Prime Hole, Prime Shield. Prime Piercing, Prime Defense, Prime Station Assault, which I still don't have in the combat tree. There's Prime Armada. Prime, here it is, Prime Critical Hit Damage. Uses five-star uh, five Uncommon Crystal and increases critical hit damage for all ships, and it is indeed a 50% Prime. You know, funny enough, I wouldn't have connected the dots. So let's, let's share with people, if you haven't bought it yet, If you were going to look at a $100 pack, Bubba Joe, then perhaps you take a look at your combat research and double up your investment. See, I'm goofy. I fell for the hype, Bubba Joe. Everyone's talking about how great it is. Everybody's talking about how awesome it is. Meanwhile, I do not own Prime Critical Hit Damage that's available for sale at $100, but instead I bought the Cardassian Disruptor because it's shiny and new. And I bought it that has half the effectiveness. So if you were going to spend... For a
2: weapon refit, (laughs) it is five times better than the last one.
0: Well, and for any of the projectiles, it's better than anything else. Okay? Truthfully, it's better than any other projectile that you've got access to. That being said, if you were going to spend $100, go back and get prime critical hit damage instead. All right? Now, um, Mark, there was another piece to this. And I've gotten a lot of questions on this as well uh, from longstanding members of our community. So let's cover this again very quickly. All right. How do you activate a projectile? When does a projectile actually work, Mark? Does it have to be equipped on every single ship? All right. I get these questions all the time. Well, how do I turn it on? Just unlock it. Yeah, but can can I put it on more than one ship? Well, projectiles by nature, you can put on any ship. Okay? Projectiles by nature, the cosmetic piece, you can put on any ship, and it's going to impact the the way that those shots look. But simply by unlocking it, it activates. Guys, I, I don't know if you guys remember this. There is indeed... A hidden research tree in your game. If you click on research trees, you see eight. Did you know that there's actually a ninth one down there? And there's a tenth one. And I think there's actually an eleventh one. Bubba Joe, if you were just guessing, what would they be? Actually, oh my gosh, I just now thought, I think there's a twelfth one. All right? Let's see if Bubba Joe can name them all. Four hidden research trees bubba joe what would they be go Mm -mm -mm. where's the jeopardy theme song i don't know Ooh. hmm mark you gonna guess this Karkin. what are the four hidden research trees are you
1: talking about are you talking about the extensions that you see as you level up
0: no, no, I'm not. I'm talking about if I just click on research trees and I see combat, station, galaxy, away team, outlaw, starship, territory, and starbase, there's four more. Actually, let me rephrase. I know there's three. Oh. there might be a fourth. Okay. One. There might be so a fourth. So
1: there's, there's exocomps?
0: Yes, sir. That Skins? Is, hold on, hold on. Ex- uh, exocomps! That's one. Okay, what else? Skins. Uh, cosmetics. Yes, cosmetics. Are they all one? Are um, the cosmetics all one? Are the, you counting them as all one? Uh, the refits. Let's put it this way. Ship refits. Okay. Uh, and, and, well, uh, yes, I guess. Customizations, refits, the cosmetics, okay? Ship customization, that whole thing that came out. Remember when they made a big deal about ship customization. All right, so there's your second one. Okay, got it. What's number three?
1: uh number three is um syndicate tree
0: syndicate tree that's correct that is the third one and what is our fourth and final fourth and final bubba joe may not remember because he doesn't use them anymore wink wink nudge nudge
1: oh teams oh teams assignment no no what teams research tree
0: <laughs> All right. Oh, oh wait. Territory wrong, capture. Wrong button. Wrong button. Yeah. Bub- uh, yeah, no, yeah, correct. Yeah, I was going <laughs> to give you the buzzer, and then I was going to give you the bell. Yeah, territory <laughs> capture. That's correct. Uh, territory services are your fourth one. Now, a lot of people... Say- right. <clears throat> a lot of people... That's right. Tell her what he's won, Johnny. Uh, now, uh, there are a lot of people saying that the building... Abilities uh, count as one. You know, technically, while they do provide buffs, they don't actually have their own tree. They are just inherent in the buildings themselves. So anything that comes from a building is actually calculated within the buff calculation, the, uh, the, the buff resolver, as Ripper calls it. Uh, same thing as your ship abilities, your officer abilities, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. The research trees themselves, though, uh, what is factored as research? There's a, there's a few hidden ones in here. All right, um, and so all of your projectiles, your ship customizations, they have their own tree, just like that. So when we're looking at the projectiles, the customizations, and all that stuff, Mark, can you explain to the people how indeed it actually works? Like, does does it is it like when I spend boost juice? For the Cerritos and that it only works for a period of time, or only works while the condition is met—that the projectile is active on that ship. And further, Mark, what if I've got two different projectiles that that have battle abilities? Do I only get to pick one?
3: As, as it was explained to me originally, and I hope this is right. Uh, once you take a projectile, you have it unlocked, um, and you you uh, go to one of the ships that you want to use it on, you hit apply. Once that's applied to that ship, it's active until you scrap that ship, if it can be
0: scrapped. All right. So, yeah, sorry. That's actually incorrect, but demonstrates the need for us to talk about it, Mark. So I appreciate your valiant guess. All right. And crazy enough, you're not alone. A lot of people think it works that way. Guys, here's what you need to do. To unlock a projectile or or skin boost, a utility boost. All right, here's what you do: go to your ship management screen. Okay, click on the button. Any ship doesn't matter. Let's see, I've got a Meridian in dock right now. I'm gonna. I but I just bought. Uh, I haven't yet, but I'm going. To, I'm gonna buy the Fesia skin with my Isolinear chips. All right, so let's pretend that I've got all 75 shards or 80 shards, whatever I need of the Fesia skin. 150, whatever. I, is it 150? I don't even know. Whatever. I, 75. 75. I've got all 75, Baba Joe. I've collected them all. All right? But uh, my fish is out mining. Well, on it. My fish is mining. I can't bring it home. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Any ship. Doesn't matter. Open it up in the ship management screen while it's in dock. Click on the refits button. All right? On the right-hand side, we remember this. It shows ship skins. Uh, that's right. You don't need the ship. Okay, don't need it at all. Uh, I just need any ship. I just need to get to the refit screen. All right. Then I'm going to click on Unlock More, and here's the library, Bubba Joe. All right. I've got all the ship skins in the game. I've got all the projectiles. I have got all the cloaking. And actually, I'm being told uh, that you can also do it from the ship hangar, which is. Oh, look at that. There. There's a little be- a little button right there. Then no, that takes me to. Mm-mm. Wait, is that the hangar? Oh, I was looking at the shipyard. Okay, there you go. The hangar. That will also take you to the projectiles menu. So you don't even need a ship in Doc Bubba Joe. You just need to uh, open up the refits menu. Here, you're going to see all the ship refits under skins. You'll see all the projectiles under the projectiles. And you'll see all the cloaks under cloaking. So you'll choose a projectile. You'll see that you've got a full green bar under whichever one you want to go activate. Uh, let's say, it is the Cardassian Disruptor. I'm going to click on that down in the bottom right-hand corner. It's going to show me that I have all the shards, Bubba Joe. I am just going to click Unlock. Unlock. Bubba Joe, the action of unlocking that projectile acts as a research and now applies to all ships that I own. You want to know how you know That it's actually a research? (laughs) Uh, You know what's really funny about about it, Joe?
1: I know how you can tell.
0: How can you tell? How can you tell? If you
1: have a research event going on, Uh you will get points for it. Yes, it
0: does. It completes your research daily. (laughs) Because it actually gives you power. All right? Not a whole lot, by the way. I think it's only, what, 1,000? I haven't seen any of them that go above 1,000. But, yeah, when I unlocked the Cardassian Disruptor, I got 1,000 points in my research daily. All right? It is indeed... A research but when you unlock it and the research becomes active then you've got everything all ships all ships now Bubba Joe critical damage increased by 25 percent is now effective across the board I probably do in fact have to dock all right I would imagine you have to dock although this is combat so maybe not Alright, now if it was like protected cargo or something like that, you'd definitely have to dock. Mining speed, definitely have to dock. But given the fact that the the combat exos work in space, you may not have to on this one. Would be an interesting test. But, once you do it, it's active. Across the board, all ships. Does the projectile need to be active on that ship? No. No. Because it's just a research. Now, Devon says, listen, there is one thing you're not accounting for. What if it's ship-specific? Thank you very much. Let's talk about that. As a matter of fact, there were three new refits sold this month, Bubba Joe. Let's take a look at the Augur refit, the Enterprise refit, and coming up for sale this week, the D4 refit, increasing all base mitigation stats. And by the way, I hate how this is written. I even warned them, Bubba Joe, stop using the flipping word base. Stop it. Stop it. It's, it's, it's confusing you use it sometimes you don't use it other times just stop okay it doesn't increase base mitigation stats it increases mitigation at a. It, it it gives you a 200 percent of base bonus to your final research calculation just like every other research all right I hate the way they word these things Bubba Joe
1: so so how good is this skin
0: you know I am not turned off by these skins. This skin is the captain's ability of 5 of 11. The problem is, Bubba Joe, ooh, it, ooh. the problem... Hang on.
1: That's but, the assumption. The problem... That is
0: incorrect. Okay, well, we'll talk. I, I, I want to know, because I didn't buy it, all right? So I want to know. But uh, real quick, do be aware that it is ship-specific. So if I uncl- unlock the D4... Okay, if I unlock the D4 refit or the auger refit, it's going to give me that 200% boost to mitigation, but only for that ship. Just like any other research that says, hey, for explorers against armadas, get increased penetration by 10%. It's the same way. It's got conditions. Okay, it's conditions. So it builds on that ship alone. Now, when I'm talking about a 200% mitigation boost, Bubba Joe says that I'm incorrect when I say it sounds like the captain's maneuver of 5 of 11. And do be clear when I say, when I'm talking about the captain's maneuver of 5 of 11, I would be referring to no synergy. However, let's take a look. Uh, Let's read this word for word, okay? The skin or the, the refit itself, Bubba Joe, says the following. Increasing they do say base, but I'm going to scratch that word for a moment. Increasing mitigation stats. Oh, I just got it. I just got what what Bubba Joe is saying. Increases mitigation stats of the D4 by 200%. Now, let's read 5 of 11. Thank you, Bubba Joe. See, keeping me honest over here. The projectile increasing mitigation stats of the D4. By 200%. Then 5 of 11, Bubba Joe, coming in and saying, increasing, I'm going to paraphrase, mitigation stats by 200% of health of all officers on the ship. Bubba, can you tell us the difference between these two abilities?
1: So one of them is taking the stats of the ship which mm-hmm. will change as you tear up the ship Correct. and increasing them by 200% of the values that they have on their base, right? Okay. Which, if I look at, because I happen to have just pulled up something, a Tier 7 Enterprise, okay. okay, so the G3 Epic, Okay. your base stat for armor is 808, your shield deflection is 13,807, and your dodge is 707. Okay. So it will add, uh, it will add, based on the way it's written, Sixteen hundred to armor. Yes. Twenty-six thousand to shield deflection. Yes. And fourteen hundred to dodge. Yes. Now, five of eleven is going to take the health you have on your ship. Who can give me the health that they will have on their ship? Of say, four
0: officers. Let's use random. Let's use twenty thousand. Is that a fair number, community? I know that's low. A fair number. All right, Karkin agreeing twenty. Some people in the chat. Uh, some can go higher. It, some are stuck lower. It, it can lower, be but it can decent, be higher, yeah. but
1: I would say twenty thousand is 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 a very fair number for this.
0: Okay, a lot of people saying that twenty would be fair. Juby says ninety nine thousand. You wail. Um, on the other hand, Mimi's like, listen, I I've only got about twelve thousand. So so let's let's do this for but, the uh, G three. Okay, so hang on. So like.
1: but let, I, I, hang on. So this is for the comparison we're doing here is to a tier seven G three epic. Okay.
0: So you're, you're probably a mid upper at, 30s player, right? 37, 38, 39.
1: Correct, correct. So ish. if we want to go look at like a saladin or something, the numbers are going to be different again. But so for this example, I think 20,000 is fair.
0: Okay, ish. And and again, yes. this this could vary for you guys, okay? It can vary. And and I know where Bubba Joe's driving with this. It's very very good information. What is better? Okay? So, we just quantified it, and I'm going to make a note. Alright? Bubba Joe, while you're revealing the math on 5 of 11, I'm going to actually open up a notepad and and write this down. Alright? So, we, uh, you go ahead with the 5 of 11. I'm going to do the D4 uh, ship capabilities. And, and we are going to use Tier 7, right? So, a Tier 7 yep. D4. Okay. You go with 5 of 11. Go ahead.
1: So, 5 of 11, if you have 20,000 health, is going to add... Forty thousand to all of those three uh, stats: so arbor shield deflection, and dodge. It's going to add forty thousand to it.
0: Uh, you're. You did went.
1: you expect that math to take longer? Uh,
0: yeah, I did, uh, but that's okay. Twenty-seven. <laughs> well, what
2: that means is you're going to increase your secondary um, mitigations, hovering outside the triangle in a smaller degree. Might give you. Fifteen to twenty percent extra mitigation with five.
0: Just so okay, size, Here, here's here's we got it. In the you, you can't you can't do it in net terms, Karkin, because there's so much other research. So everybody's net's gonna be different. All we can tell you is what it's actually going to do. Okay. Now, Captain Oblivious says long story short, not worth hundred dollars. Well hell 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 hell, no problem. Because these skins are actually only twenty bucks. Okay. Correct me if I'm wrong. I haven't bought them. Bubba, I would imagine you haven't bought them. We're actually beyond the G three game, right? You're not flying any augers anymore, are you?
1: I, I am I, very often
0: not flying an auger. I'm, I'm not flying the auger, okay? I'm not flying the Enterprise anymore. They are indeed twenty dollars. All right. So we'll talk about the value of this here in a second, and because I have an opinion on it. All right, but but it's it's obviously, you know, completely completely subjective, depending on who you are and where you are in this game. But here's what we just talked about. Five of 11, as captain, and if you had 20,000 in health stats, it's going to give you a boost of 40,000 statistics in each of three categories, Bubba Joe. A total of 120,000 boost in your mitigation statistics. All right, 40,000 in each category. Now, the D4 shipped... Uh, ability, or the D4 statistics, the D4 skin, instead of 40,000 Bubba Joe in armor is going to give you 1,600. Okay? In shield uh, deflection, shield, uh, sorry, this was for the Enterprise, not the D4, my apologies. I was going to say, why is shield deflection so high? This was for the Enterprise. Shield deflection will get you a boost of 27.6 thousand. So still not 40, but a lot closer, Bubba Joe. And then Dodge, 1,400. 1,000. it's only
2: going to help you inside triangle.
0: Correct, Karkin. And it's only going to help you when you're fighting with the triangle. And, And this points to a theme that I've seen very, very prevalent over the last three months or so, Bubba Joe. We see Strange New World's crew coming out, reinforcing the triangle. Go back even uh, almost a year, Bubba Joe, farther than what I just said, you see the uh, duality officers busting the triangle, okay? Like like reinforcing, sorry, busting the triangle busters, reinforcing the battle triangle, all right? Then you got Strange New World for hostile grind, reinforcing the the triangle, even TNG. Now, somebody's going to say I'm crazy about that, but specifically, I'm referring to Commander Data, okay, who, by the way, I'm using to grind with right now at Tier 4. Now, I know some people say he ain't worth it, and he's probably not, like, up in G5, okay, but he is very, very effective for me with the triangle, Bubba Joe with the triangle because guess what data does the exact same thing that these ship skins do don't they Bubba Joe data yes. gives you a boost to the ship's mitigation statistics so the secondary mm, statistics Carkin. No. hang on did I say that Hang wrong on. oh no it's piercing I, sorry it's piercing. piercing piercing yes. that's I'm right like, because wait, yeah w- sorry wait
2: it a second it's a form of mitigation it is it's, it's, it's anti-mitigation mitigation, right piercing so I'll give you that one.
0: you're lowering the hostiles mitigation all right yes because Beverly is boosting your own mitigation so Karkin is right it's a part of the mitigation formula you're just it's it's outbound focused all right I'm increasing my piercing which is allowing more of my damage to get through to the hostile. but. What does data do with regard to the math? We'll read it again. When fighting non-player targets, including mission hostiles, data increases piercing by a percentage. So, I'm looking at my piercing on the ship, which means I'm going to get my best results when hitting warships with the triangle. Bubba Joe, this is now the third crew set. If you count TNG, you count uh, Duality, and then you count Strange New Worlds, this is the third crew set that reinforces the triangle to combat the original strength of the Triangle Busters on Global Launch. Moreover, now you've got the skins, which might as well be a fourth crew almost if you will a fourth ability Bubba Joe to reinforce the triangle as in the triangle busters just jacked the game all all to hell in the first year Bubba Joe and now they've done four different things to try to restore that balance
1: well again the triangle busters are for the same reason that five of ten is more effective than these skins the triangle busters are the same way. Yeah,
0: that's correct. Right,
1: because they're taking the ship, the the officer stats that you can stack, adding a multiplier, and basically turning your battleship into whatever you want it to be by having this additional piercing that a battleship doesn't normally have.
0: Agreed.
2: Do base stats in high tier ships like your G five stuff eventually surpass what you can get with stats?
0: For sure. There, uh, where yes. Bubba Joe, listen, a a Corvus, a Corvus, for example, what, what, okay, let me, let me ask a new question. What tier, you unlocked a G5 rare, right? I did. All right. And how many underdeck slots do you have? Two. You have two. So if you're going to go and PVP, how many health stats, just for example, let me just use health for a minute. We're going to pretend you're PVPing with five. I know you're not, but let's just pretend for a second you are. How many health stats... Can you get with a PvP crew on the bridge that includes five on the captain's deck? Or in the captain's um, chair. Um would it be twenty thousand? Maybe thirty thousand? You only got two slots underneath. Hang on,
1: hang on. I can tell you. Uh I can get to
0: I don't think it'll be as high uh, as eighty thousand. K 21s betting eighty. Oh, shoot. I don't think it'd be eighty. Mm.
1: Yeah, it probably is right around 70 or 80. Oh. it's I, I can see my bonus that I have on my Sanctus. It's warping right now. I can't tell
0: what my actual health was. Okay. Yeah, you can't see that in space. But okay, I would have expected less than that with only two slots. But this goes back to talk about how important... Uh, research is with returns uh, with regards to well, it's it's research, stats.
1: and I'm only putting Max Epics below deck and things like that. That's right. not necessarily available to every player.
0: Correct, but so then Karkin, if he is working with eighty thousand, then yeah, even you know the ship stats, I don't think probably could outweigh a Triangle Buster even from the very beginning. But Joe, are you susceptible to Marcus Charbonnet and Kang? I would say yes.
1: Yeah. Yes, um, and what we have seen is that 5 is losing her effectiveness on the G5 chips because the stats are so much higher that even adding your large amount that you have to your base, you're much better off doing something else. Um, these, these officers, the Triangle Busters, the 5s, are starting to lose their effectiveness. And, as you suggested long ago is that in the G5 realm, and I'm going to guess in the G6 realm whenever it comes out, hopefully not soon, um, that an officer like Data um, or the officers like uh, Geordi and uh, Riker are going to be more effective because the base stats are so much higher.
0: Yeah, so you're going to start to look at different things. Uh, Instead of mitigation, you're going to be looking at damage, hull breach maybe, criticals perhaps. Okay. Well, whole breaching criticals
1: are absolutely. You know, when we talk about hitting hostiles, just as a side here, you know, everyone talks about how they're using Pike Muro Chen. And we now have the new Pike and then the whatever ship you're on versus the triangle of that officer, right? But do you know what we are putting in that third slot?
0: Hammer! No. Uh-huh. Try again. Uh, con. Yes. You're, you're using Con. You know what I'm using if I'm not flying the Mantis? You know what I'm using in a G4 ship to hunt Axion hostiles? Khan. I'm using Khan. Why are you using Khan?: I'm using Yuki, 5, and Khan.: Oh, G4 ship. I'm using I was going to say, why are you using Kahn on your Mantis? Yeah, I'm not using... Uh, well, it, when I'm not using the Mantis. I do still use the Mantis sometimes. I do. But, but you w- should no. not
1: be putting Khan on your Mantis.
0: No, not well, on like the Mantis. you
1: got the exocomps for that, right? That's, That's right. The exocomps
0: yes. replace Khan. If you're on the Mantis... I mean, Khan can be
1: below decks. You can put him below decks.
0: Correct. But as far as an ability goes, the Exocomps replace Con while on the Mantis. If you're going to yes. fly a G4 ship or a G5 ship, then you don't have the benefit of the Exos. You use Khan. Okay? Just like we've heard traders say repeatedly, and Bubba also, when they're just doing normal hostiles in G5, they use Khan. All right? Critical chance. Big shots. Big deal. Now, I, I kind of veered off the path here a little bit, but coming back to this ship skin. I find skin, that so hard to believe. I know, crazy, right? Coming back to the ship skin. For $20, bucks, it is another nickel and dime kind of thing, Bubba Joe. I mean, it is, in fact, providing a boost, but as Karkin suggests, it is, you, you, should use, you should acquire these carefully. Now, one, if you like how it looks, that's one thing. Ripper bought both of them. He is Ops 53. Okay, he do he he doesn't fly. I don't even know if he. Oh well, I, I guess he does because he showed me the other day. All right, the skins actually look good in Doc. They look like they were drawn in crayon in space. Uh, we're still working on that. <laughs> Two years later. One
2: last question about them. Uh
0: yeah, you, you, you said. It's an increase to
2: base, or like, but at, based off the base. But is it an increase to base? No or other research increases it, or is it just no. that twenty six No, it's added
0: to research. Okay. Yeah, it's not, it's not changing the ball game a whole lot there. But again, does reinforce the triangle. So here is the target audience. Okay, aside from the art, if you are a collector of cosmetics like Ripper is, and there are people out there, fine. Okay, totally good with that. But if you're a collector of cosmetics, then you're, you're likely to buy them anyway, and that's fine. Let me exclude you from the next comment. If you're looking at this from what can it do for my account, Bubba Joe, then there's a couple of criteria. A, are you actively flying this ship in either PvE or PvP? Okay? Actively Agreed. flying this ship in PvP or PvE. All right? Second qualifier... Your PVE specifically, are you typically doing hostels or do you do actual warships? Ninety-nine percent of you are going to say hostile or uh, say uh, uh, transports. Okay. Now there is a level, right? Bubba Joe probably ops thirty-eight to thirty-nine if you are done with whatever rep grind that you're working on, then you're going to want to start accumulating ship parts. So you probably would be hitting warships. If you're going to hit with the triangle, then the skin is going to utility-wise benefit you. For example, if I am a player who is going to use Strange New Worlds grinding crew, for example, Bubba Joe. If I'm going to use the Strange New Worlds grinding crew, and if I was going to load up Uhura on an Interceptor on a D4, for example, and go hunt battleships so I can get battleship parts, then sure, look at the D4 skin. I think that this is a skin... Bubba, that has far more appeal in its art than it does in actual game benefit. Because it's very niche. How many of you guys are doing your active grind with a G3 Epic? And if you are, are you even hitting warships or are you hitting transports? Okay? Now, Cruzito says yes. Escalacio says yes. And let me follow up that second thing. Are you hitting transports or are you hitting... Actual warships. Now, Dragon says I hit both. Bumpkus says I'm hitting everything. Esclasico Esklassi, uh, says I'm hitting everything. And then if you are, then this skin is going to give you utility. Absolutely. Possibly. If you're with Can the triangle, if you're with the triangle, go ahead, Karkin.
2: If you're using like a Pike Moreau, Talon or Pike Moreau Chen, aren't you already mitigation capped?
0: Most likely not necessarily. Listen, we have talked to, uh, in today's game, Carkin. Maxing Moreau is arguably a lot harder than it used to be if you're Ops 30 plus. Okay? I mean, truthfully, getting look, look at metamized. I'm four shards away from a tier three. All right? Very, very few players who have been in the game in say, for example, the last 12 months have a Max Moreau I would be willing to bet that most of those players are probably hovering tier two tier three at the most all right Moreau post ops 30 is extremely difficult to get she rarely shows up in in specialized packs she's only in uh she does she is in the ultra but the ultra now has like 75 officers in it it's really hard to get her all right Unless you're going to take advantage of sometimes there's packs that come out. As a matter of fact, in the last event store, I'm just going to guess, I bet Metamized probably redeemed that Grinders bundle in the last event store. True or false? Really? No? <laughs> okay. Surprising. All right. But if you didn't, there has been event store bundles. There was a $20 pack in the store not long ago that had, uh, that had shards of Moreau and Chen. And Talon, If you recall, I think uh, that was one of Rev Deuce's projects. All right. So, yeah, to a certain degree, Karkin, if you've got Moreau Max, then no, you probably don't need these skins. If you're going to use Moreau. Utilized for PvE,
2: but PvP, they could still give you... A...
0: PvP, it can help. Right. It's not going to overcome a Marcus, but it can help. And when you're talking about the ever-struggling balance between, you know, triangle and mitigation and piercing and all this stuff, it is a balance. All right? So, yeah, it can provide some benefit. But, again, only if you're going to fly the G3 Epic. Okay? Only if you're going to fly the G3 Epic. So, a lot of players are beyond this, which is why, Bubba, at its core, I kind of praised the fact that the skin was only 20 bucks. I was pleased with that. That is more quote-unquote of a microtransaction than what scopely usually does and it clearly has a benefit to lower ops level players when i say lower i mean in your mid to upper 30s okay so i'm so pleased with that pack being the price point that it is but do be aware of what it's giving which may or may not be significant compared to what you're already using go ahead bubba joe
1: so if if I was a mid to uh, mid mid ops thirty player, mm-hmm. uh, free to play, mm-hmm. and I was thinking, you know what, I'm ready. I'm ready to dip my toe in. I'm going to spend twenty bucks in this game. Okay, is this the twenty bucks you would tell them to spend?
0: <sighs> All right, let me let's think. Let's think. Let's think. My gut reaction would say Battle Pass, Baba Joe. But... Uh, Mine as well. But, 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 hang on. I I do have a logical counter to that. The battle pass, for all its amazingness, is temporary. It's a shot in the arm in progression. Okay? It's a shot in the arm in progression that will be gone as fast as you click the upgrade button. Do we agree on that? I mean, it's a great value. Don't get me wrong it's a great value yep. but it has no lasting effect other than it speeds up your progression by a couple of buildings or a couple of researches that month in Depending my head on what officers or whatever is available agreed that's possible all right this month let's say it's kira then no i'm not i mean it's fine okay she's going to be good she's going to be good but bubba just said this is a free to play player all right probably going to be a long time before Kira gets to Tier 3, Tier 4, and my analysis indicates she probably is going to need to be to Tier 3 to Tier 4 before she gets good. We did a lot of on-screen testing at Tier 1 the other night. And I just was not getting the impact that I wanted, Bubba. Was not, I was not getting it, all right? Now, granted, it was they were all Tier 1s, but we weren't moving the needle enough, not compared to 6 of 11, all right? So... The $20, see, you know what? I'm going to have to use my own argument against me, Bubba Joe. You will surpass the use of a G3 Epic. Correct. You know? So I have to use that same logic. the, The battle
1: pass is temporary. You will use those resources and you will advance which also pushes you past the need for a g3 epic
0: correct now it might be a long time if you are free to play and you've been playing the game for two years and and you're just now ops 35 then a g3 epic is probably going to serve you for at least another two years so you got to look at that it very well could i mean look i'm ops 47 and i do still fly my auger on occasion okay well not even on occasion I, i fly it somewhat frequently not in my everyday grind and not obviously traditionally in pvp but i do still have use for those sh- for those ships on sometimes so i actually like it in the chat which one was it second researcher that was 20 bucks i can't remember second I've,
1: builder second builder was 20 bucks
0: i thought second builder was five. Second builder was only five bucks
1: then second researcher was 20 third researcher i think was more
0: Okay, yeah, there we go. Builder was five. second research was twenty uh if i if if you have never spent a dollar in this game and you were going to spend twenty dollars, I know it's not new content, but I think you take the the cue that will literally allow you to double the speed of your progression. I think you go by second researcher. If this was the first twenty dollars you've ever spent on the game, it would be second researcher. I don't I would agree with that. I don't think it would be the skin.
1: now, if this skin just as an aside, if this skin worked on all uh, all explorers, all interceptors, all battleships, as opposed to specifically the G3 epics. Oh,
0: yeah, for sure. Yeah, then it, then I do, I, I don't think they'd sell it for $20 then, Bubba Joe, but yes, uh, obviously the value would change.
1: What if it was only the faction stays with the faction so enterprise enterprise a enterprise d um augur tribune or just, or just
0: any any federation ship or any romulan ship even then i would probably buy it if it if it was faction i okay. would probably buy it even if it was ship type you know all explorers or all battleships i'd probably buy it all right on the other hand, that's not exactly the nature of a skin, is it? The skin is a... Skins
1: s- are specific. That is correct.
0: <laughs> yeah, typically they are. <clears throat> because they're also giving you a different graphical representation for the ship that they're supposed to apply to.
1: Unless the skin... Unless there are multiple skins that apply to the same
0: ship. Correct. Okay. Of which there, many, there are... many ships have multiple skins? There are a couple. All right, let's take a look, uh, and and I kind of see where Bubba's driving with this. I think, I might be wrong, uh, but let's take a look. How many sh- uh, skins have utility for the same ship? All right, uh, you've got the G3 TOS Enterprise skin, 70% to weapons damage boost of the Enterprise in PvE. All right, And then by the same likelihood, or by the same tone, you've got the auger and you've got the D4 skins as well. All of them do the same thing. You also have a TOS skin uh, for G4 epics that do the same thing, except it's a 100% boost uh, against hostiles. Then now you have these G3 epic red skins, or the salvager skins uh, series is what they're calling it, increasing the mitigation stats. And again, these are all ship specific. Now what Bubba Joe may be driving at is that if you had all three skins for the D4, all three of these abilities would indeed stack. Because it is just like a research. So, and actually, I say three. Actually, no, Bubba Joe, it's two. Where do you see three for the D4? it's two, because, yeah, the D4 has one. Two for the D4, two for the Augur, three
1: for the Enterprise.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah. no, no. The yes, the one is an yes. Enterprise A. Well, the, you're talking about the D skin, but it doesn't have a utility. Right? Is that what oh, you're referring okay. to? It just, yeah, I was referring.
1: Yeah. I didn't realize it didn't have a utility. So the D skin. I don't care about skins.
0: Yeah, the D skin doesn't have a utility. So, uh G3 epics, Enterprise Augur D4 each have two skins and then the G4 epics, uh Enterprise A, Hegta and um, Tribune. They only have one each. They, have, they only one. have one. each. That's right. Yeah.
1: So there are there are four ships in the game that have multiple skins.
0: Four ships that have multiple skins. I I count 3. Again, Enterprise, Auger, D4. What's the fourth one? Nova. Oh, well, okay. I wouldn't I wouldn't know that. That's right, because the Nova has three different skins that can apply all to the same ship, right? Yep. That's right, because it has one for each material type. So, it's got one for each material type.
1: So, what I was getting at was, if you are are a very low spend, and you're enjoying 30s, and you have no intention of leveling up, you're like, that G4 economy, that is for the birds, I'm going to stay down here, I'm going to win auctions... Karkin is my hero. Um, you know, there are players that just enjoy playing the game. They don't want to advance. They're not looking to get to the next thing. Then maybe there's some utility here because this is your ship that you're going to use. You know, this is the biggest ship you're going to use,
0: so maybe there is some utility there. And let me point out, it doesn't necessarily mean that you're not going to progress, but you progress at what you may consider to be a snail's pace. Listen, I I just said, I'm at ops 47. I'm by no means speeding, but I still use my G3 epics, and I'm ops 47. Now, I can't use them all the time, all right? There are things that require me to use a bigger ship, but I do use my Enterprise and my Augur. And let me put it this way. I would be inconvenienced if I did not have them. Okay, I'd be inconvenienced if I did not have them. As a matter of fact, if you want a ship that you can skip altogether, I know I'm probably going to regret this later, but the, the ISS jellyfish, don't don't waste resources on that. Just just don't. I mean, maybe maybe to like tier three, tier four, tier five, just by, you know, doing some stuff with the jelly events that that's about it. Tier five. Stop there. Dr. Juby says tier three. I would probably argue tier four. Okay, Captain Planet says tier 2. Uh don't don't, okay? Do it use it as a bridge, do not invest heavily into that ship. I would say tier 4, tier 5 at the absolute max and a lot of people in the chat saying less than that. Tier 4, something like that. Wham says whale out tier 7. Um I I I don't that's the ship that you can you can go. But you know what? Bubba, I, honest to god, no kidding aside and we'll, we're we're going to take a break. I use my Enterprise 10 times more. I'll tell you, you know the only time, I guarantee you the only time in 30 days when I get out my, my jelly is for the Jelly Brawl event. That's it. That is the only, and guess what hostels you have to hit, folks? Level 39s. You know what? I'm going to go back and agree. Tier 1, Tier 2 is all you need. Okay? Tier 1 or Tier 2 on that jelly, all you need. If you're going in your 30s, don't wail out on an auction to get your jelly. It used to be a great transition ship, okay? It no longer matters. Literally, zero, I'm not going to say 0% because Jelly Brawl is good. So one day out of 30, one day out of 30, you do want to have a Jelly. Tier 1 or Tier 2, folks, all you got to do is kill level 39 hostiles with it. That's it. Now, it's a lot. It's 50. You gotta kill 50 of them, but that's it. 50 level 39 hostels, and actually in that system there's 38 through 40, so you could. Stevens Aaron says I needed it for warp range though. Mm, I don't know about all I, that, man. Not I, anymore. I
1: think you. I think you might still. I don't think you can get the disco high enough any
0: yet. Not to get to the housing hub, but. There's so much keeping us down, guys. Latinum, Territory, uh, Borg, now Action. Like, do people still actually house up there anymore? Like, if you're in your 30s, if you're 39 and all you're wanting to do is mine, do, do you actually house up there? Well, I think you would have to. No, you don't. There's Warp 65 and 75 you can mine in. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't think that 38s and 39s have a great deal so, of need, okay. unless, you're, unless you're going to dedicate yourself to that one entire material. How, are, guess, you, how are you mining there, then? You've got war- – no, not in that system. You've still got Warp 65 and 75 systems you can get to that are short of the housing system. The only reason, like Stephen Darren says, the only reason you'd want to go up there is if you want to house up there, and I, don't, I just don't think that's necessary. might be convenient. Well- so,
1: obviously, I see in the chat that people are calling me out on disco. Yeah, but you do not want to be mining with your disco regularly. That back and forth is going to drain your disco juice in no time flat. Especially for someone we're talking about being in their 39s. Yeah. I, so, I, I, that's what I'm saying. Like I think, that, I think that... So, in early G4... Again, I got there faster than the other people here, or most of them. It was much more convenient to house up there and do your mining there and use a relocation token than it was to burn Disco Juice or do anything else.
0: Yeah, The, uh, the Disco should be used as the limousine,
3: not a subway ticket.
0: Uh, all I'm saying, listen, if, th- if that's what you want to do, I'm not, I'm not saying don't. Uh, obviously, if you want to reload up there and do it, I just feel like there's a lot of disadvantages to doing that. Once you get there, all you can do is mine. Right? Like, that's all you can do. You can't do Borg. You can't do, well, you can do Lat. Uh, you can't do Lat. I don't think. Is there a Lat in that hub? I don't, think th- I don't think there is. There might be. I think CLAT is, a- is one above it and one below it, but I don't think you can get out of that hub. I didn't think so. There's no C-LAT there. You got regular LAT, but no C-LAT. The C-LAT's outside of the hub, so you can't do Borg. You can't do Action. You can't do Swarm. You can't do mining of anything other than material. You can't do C-LAT. There's a lot of restrictions if you try to reload to that system. I just feel like, a, you know, but, but again, that's just an opinion. You, you can do whatever you want. Just, I don't, I don't know. You say warp range is a thing. I don't think, I don't think warp range is, is a real big thing. Me, me personally, okay, uh, but yeah, it might be for you. I'm just saying, don't you'll you'll wish you had those resources back. Don't sink them into the jelly. I promise, well, sure, you'll wish you had them back. I'm, I missed out on I missed out on so many of my Alliance Armadas because I couldn't have the warp range to get there.
1: Hmm. Uh, I know. I know. It's tough, but there, there, there are, depends. Uh, Really, it all depends on how fast you are going to get to forty-two. You know this. This brings how up how fast you are going to get to. Another yeah,
0: show. I don't know, man. I, I I still don't like that. I mean, this comes back to the conversation we had here like last week or last show, and I, I really want to take a break. But are you actually yeah. getting paid any loot at all if you are going to fly a tier one or tier two jelly up to a deep space armada? Like you are not getting anything. Like you would be better. Well, that's what I mean. A tier one or tier two, I don't have it. I don't have it. I can't get the war frames until I'm like tier six or tier seven. Oh, God, so Steven, Aaron, now listen. Now you now need now to now listen. Now no, Aaron, listen to the people around you. Do, do not. Do not. Do not take a jelly <laughs> to tier seven. Okay, just don't do that. And, and, and moreover, no. like the no. power, if you've got a tier seven jelly and you're trying to go to deep space armadas, the power of your jelly compared to all the other ships, you ain't getting jack squad anyway. You're better off to do a level 39 uncommon i swear to god you're better off having an (laughs) even power distribution and getting an even loot i'm not kidding by the way i'm not kidding i went to a level 50 uh rare the other day with my team first time i've ever done one because my former team couldn't Uh, do it
1: i I I mainly start them and that's where i get the the bonus the starter chests Mm.
0: okay Mm -hmm. if if that's your bag then that's fine uh that's completely fine. You're 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 very much in a minority, and you know what? Maybe maybe it's going to work out for you. Maybe that's that's a good strategy for you. I don't think, Bubba. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't think that that is 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 probably. I think you will have better use for those resources later on. Now, if if you're going for directives and just starter chests and that's it, then then you know I get that. But I can get starter chests, you know, elsewhere, or I can save my directives until I can get a ship that can actually get a fair share of the loot. Crater. Hey. what's up trader listen we're Welcome. gonna take a break we got to take a break uh, we haven't done it yet let, let, let's i don't want shows
1: up and you take a break Come yes on. because <laughs> i've got because nice. i've
0: got stuff i want to talk to trader about so we're going to take this break all right cruzito says you're level 46 actually i'm 47 but i haven't always been cruzito and 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 literally i have never done a lot of deep space armadas i just haven't all right because my team couldn't get there to support me OK, so, yeah, I mean, I do see the validity. Uh, Archer says deep space armadas are only worth it for the chest or if you're the biggest one on your team. I agree and I agree, but that's certainly not what I'm doing with any degree of regularity. I'm not wanting to run an armada just for the starter chest, uh, although there may be validity in that. There may be logic in that, but I just would just assume not run it if if I'm going to listen. I did a 50 rare the other day, Stevens, Aaron. All right, and this was, by the way, in normal space, not even a Cardassian. I did a 50 rare. I came home with like 400 loot. I was the tiniest guy there. And by the way, even if I support with Cerritos, it doesn't improve my ship power, therefore doesn't improve my loot. All right. I was surrounded by G5s. I just happened to call in. I went. I came home with nothing. Like, there's no point. There. There's no point.
1: So, so, so then what happens to the discussion where a while ago we used to talk about skipping the uncommons and go to 46s? So then what's the, really the only in-between between going through, from an epic is your jelly if you're going to skip your 42? Nope.
0: Nope. Because I use my jelly one day a month for jelly brawl and your auger and enterprise will be more than enough to carry you through to 46. I, I did it. I did it. I do not own a G4 Uncommon. My Jelly is, I think, tier 5, and I wish I had not taken it that high. It's just not worth it. Look at Wham! My auger took me to 49. Smoke Mohawk, my G3 Epic, still serves me. Okay? Menace says you're supposed to start the 50 rare, and you'll get a good chest, and I I get that if I'm going to start it. But I don't have a, a ton of directives either. I don't buy directives. Ripper's told you before, I don't buy directives. So... I accumulate them just like you guys. I'm not interested in, in, you know, and I maybe it's not blowing them. Maybe I should be starting to 50 and just letting everybody – maybe. Maybe I'm not doing it right. I'm just saying, like, and either way, Stevens Aaron, the jelly ain't getting you far enough to get a leader's chest that's that's worth what a 50 rare would be. On the other hand, you might be right. Maybe the leader's chest is where it's at. I don't know. What do you guys think? Is that the only reason – that you need solid warp range in the low 40s is just to get a leader's chest? I don't know. Hammer says it's a long way to 46 as a free-to-play, and that's why I think you can the resources. If you're sinking them into ships that you're going to outgrow relatively quickly, I mean, it, man, if I had if I had the resources back from what I spent on that jelly, I would have made it to 46 faster. But... I, I do admit, I do spend money on, on packs. Not not a ton. Probably one or two packs a month, for sure. But, you know what, Aaron? You might be right. The chat is telling me that the leader's chest is the only reason to do it. So, hey, maybe you're on it. I wouldn't I wouldn't expect that to be the thing, because I'm looking at the loot from the Armada itself, and it's dismal. Just embarrassing. Like, there's no point in me going. Anyway, all right, listen. We do have to take... Yeah, I did skip the 42. That's what he was talking about. I skipped the 42s. So... Um, but I still didn't use the jelly. I still use my Enterprise and my auger all the way through. All right. Listen, uh, we got to take a break. When we come back, uh, we've got something to talk to Trader about. Plus, we've got to talk about this Alliance Starbase. All right. And I'm trying not to be on for, for freaking ever. We still got this Alliance Starbase that we got to talk about. Like, what is the point? I've gotten this from a lot of people, even in my own Alliance. Like, what's the freaking point? I went into the Alliance Starbase and I couldn't click anything. Yeah, it's Commodores and Admirals only. Well, that's lame. What is the point? We're going to talk about that and the benefits that you can potentially find for yourself in the new Starbase research tree right on the other side of the break. Tycon says, what about the bug? Uh, I can bring that up, but honestly, I don't have any, any new information for you. I'll tell you what I do know. Sadly, that's nothing new compared to what I told you earlier this week. Um, he is referring to Station 26, and I'll give you... The latest information on that, albeit frustrating, Bubba, because there's absolutely nothing new regarding Station 26 uh, or Starbase 26. I'll tell you what we do know coming up on the other side of this break. My name is Ultimate DJs. This is Talking Trek Live, Star Trek Fleet Command's official podcast. Back in a sec. Hang out. Guys, you've seen it displayed from the content creators. You've heard it talked about. Introducing the next great, amazing tool in Star Trek Fleet Command. It's Spox.club. Maybe you've already tried it out, but have you really explored this thing? Visit Spox.club to customize your research, efficiencies, or even plan out your builds. Trying to figure out how your crew did compared to the other guy? Or maybe comparing a new grinding crew to the old standard? Compare your battle logs to see every detail of your combat side by side. Get all this and more by visiting Spox.club today. Check it out. This program is made possible in part by a grant from Pizza Smut. If we don't deliver your pizza in 30 minutes or less, we'll give you a free penthouse
4: magazine. Welcome to the Apple Store. Can I help you with anything today?
1: Um, I'm interested in the new
2: iPhone 14. Well, we have several models, as I'm sure you've heard. There's the iPhone 14, the iPhone 14 Pro, the iPhone 14 Pro Max, the Pro Mega Max, the Pro Mega Max Ultra, the Pro Mega Max Ultra Ultra Platinum, the Pro Mega Max Ultra Platinum Plus Extra
3: Bionic Masterclass, Pro Mega Max Ultra Platinum Plus Extra Bionic Masterclass
4: Supreme. Okay, okay. more. Uh, uh Tell me the difference between the uh, uh, Masterclass and the, the Masterclass Supreme. $200. No, I mean feature-wise.
2: Oh, well, the Pro Mega Max Ultra Platinum Plus Extra Bionic Masterclass Supreme has eight cameras instead of six.
4: Is that something
1: I would ever need?
2: Maybe if you want to take a photo of an octopus or something.
4: Well, I- I'll just get the basic iPhone 14.
2: <sighs> okay, I'll put you on the waiting list.
4: Waiting list. Two years. You know, I do know someone who has a pet octopus. Okay. Cash money, baby. Oh, no. And I okay, the top, 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 top. top. Posted post. in front of the tribe from the
0: tribe, selling dope till the sun come down. Come down. Take a f- right off the map, off the map, when I hit him with this whole hundred round. Hundred round. Young
4: jock in the a play
0: and you know, Bubba, I, them down. I am trying to struggle Walk to down. understand this. Down. Welcome back, everybody. My name is ultimate, ultimate DJs. Our musical playlist, playlist today is curated by my 14-year-old down. son's football team, Bubba Joe. This is their pregame hype music, he says. Now, see, when I was, when this is the generational gap we're talking about. Yes, this is the hype. When, when, when we were young, Bubba Joe, back in the 60s, okay, like, what what did you listen to when you, did you play football when you were in high school? Surely Bubba Joe played football. Wait, you did? I did. No kidding. Yeah. Oh, you struck me as like a Quiz Bowl captain or something like that. You played oh, football, huh? I did that, too. <laughs> really? You played Quiz Bowl? I was on the Quiz Bowl team. I wasn't good enough to be the captain, though. No. We had we had a kid on our team. His name was Ira. Dude, I, dude, might, might, might have been as smart as Ripper. He was a genius. Okay, like, just so he was I, a I, walking encyclopedia man. I, I was on the debate I, team. Whoo, man, Quiz for, Bowl for, captain. For, for nuts. something...
1: For something like Quiz Bowl, I bad. did not play well with others, so I was typically a team of one,
0: going up against <laughs>
1: a team of three or
0: four. <laughs> were, were you the guy that would yell at his own team if they got something wrong? You were right. Like if you, did because you, I'm sure you played Quiz Bowl, absolutely. you had to play with a team at some point, right?
1: Uh, eventually. Uh huh. Yes, but uh, typically, you know, uh, yeah. Whoa, it, whoa, it, it whoa! Was usually, as a in practicing, I was never very good with the team um but i routinely beat the team
0: what look look Here's at the chat a, right now L- lady unalesca says what is quiz bowl oh my god first of all oh. first oh. of all all right are you really a nerd if you didn't try out for the quiz bowl team all right quiz bowl was like the high school version uh of just like team trivia right like there were county and state tournaments that that my quiz bowl team would go to. It was a team of five. You had buzzers. There was a reader. There was another school you went up against. They'd start reading a question. You'd buzz in. You'd give the answer. Like and it was just a it was a rapid fire trivia contest. And whoever had you know the most correct or the most points at the end of it, it probably I mean in just straight up question and answer format, Bubba Joe it was probably a lot like uh, Jeopardy. And but you were just fighting. You know it was one team versus another team. Yeah. all right like quiz bowl is like
1: a knowledge bowl of some kind sure. yeah uh,
0: i mean there there was even a quiz bowl team at you know, at my university that i went to so yeah no quiz bowl was a big thing uh quiz bowl yeah like it, it's a uh, look yeah big thing um so i'm surprised that some of you guys have not heard of it uh but nonetheless i what i was i was trying to poke fun at bubba joe's nerdism uh but indeed you played football huh so what did what did, did. you do what did you play I played football. <laughs> were you were you like the the H two O manager? Did you keep up with the equipment, or were you no, like like a running
1: back? I, no, I started all four years of high school.
0: No kidding, that's impressive. Were you like were you like a receiver, quarterback, lineman? What'd you do? I I <laughs> I was a lineman. There you go. All right, stocky kid then, strong. Right, the strongest on the team. That's actually what Landon does. He plays defensive line. Actually, he plays linebacker. Uh, he's he's trying to get up on the line. I don't know. I think I think I would want to be a linebacker. Right, like that way at least I can try I to like have hone in. in. School, I got rugby, which was great. Yeah, rugby. That's another very violent physical sport. Uh, you had asked me, Bubba Joe, if I got to play football. I didn't. I was a band geek. I played band uh, all through high school, even. Uh, went on to march with the uh, uh, the West Virginia University marching band. Uh, you guys were talking to me about that during the pregame, sh- or pregame show, during Fluffer Show, Fluffer Time. Uh, I marched with the Pride of West Virginia, even, uh, in college, because, Bubba Joe, the story is, and I hope that um, mama DJs listens to this one of these days. I might even clip it and send it to her. My parents, I was the firstborn, Bubba, so my mother thought that it was very uh, dangerous and, and risky. So my mother didn't let me play football. I wanted to play football. I wasn't allowed to play football because, you know, she was ultra careful with me, uh, as the first born. All right. And she wouldn't let me play on the other hand, my brother who came along like seven years after me, by that point, my mother was like, eh, whatever. So he got to play. He was a star. Uh, he even played quarterback for, for his high school team. He was the high school quarterback. And and uh he was great. He was great, very athletic individual. So I, I allow my kids to play football because I have been bitter about that ever since I was a teenager. I, I to this day I tease my mom about the fact that she would not let me play football. All right. Like I was I was always very uh bitter about it. I wanted to play. I was the only one in my family that wasn't allowed to play football. My baby sister was allowed to play peewee football. They let her play. <laughs>
4: That's, awesome. They let That's her, awesome. She did.
0: She want, Well, she had older brothers, so she was rough and tumble. She wanted to play peewee football. She did. All right? But no, nah, no, nah, not you. Not you, Elder DJ. We got to protect you. You're the firstborn. We got to be safe with you. Pfft. <laughs> Don't do that. Don't 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 try to protect your kids. Just don't
4: try to like Don't kill themselves
0: and cause don't... irreparable brain damage. Don't... No, 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 Listen, listen. I'm I am I am in my forties and I'm still bitter at my I mean, obviously I'm not bitter. I'm not... All right. But I'm still, <laughs> I'm, still like dis- I'm still disappointed that I didn't get to play football when I was in high school. That's what I wanted to do. Although, on the other hand, I was an I was an amazing band geek. All right, I really was. I, and, and, and probably, that probably served me better. Um, I got to, you know, travel all kinds of places with the WVU marching band. Like, you know, I wouldn't have played football in college. But because I was, I was very, very good at band, team. I got to travel all kinds of places with that. So, yeah, I got to go uh, and travel with the marching band. I played all county, all state. I was usually first chair. It was very, very good. Uh, you know, but, I mean, that's not exactly... A glory sport when you're in high school, you know what I'm saying? But anyway, okay, I digress. That was the story I wanted to tell you, my mom. Yes, I am from the generation that legitimately actually went to band camp. Like, kids don't go to band camp today. Do they? Do your kids actually go away and stay in cabins away from you, like summer camp or like Boy Scout camp? Do your kids today go to band uh, camp, or do they, they just go to the they camp. just go to the practice like, field yes, out no, back because of that? After
4: they found out what happened that one time at band that's camp, that's right. No one that ever one time at
0: band camp
1: ruins that. That, that, mm. that no one goes <laughs> to band camp anymore because of that.
0: Dude, band camp was so much fun. Band camp was like, I mean, it really, you know what? That actually makes sense, Bubba a- Joe. Once Allison were, Hannigan
1: makes it sound like it's a lot of fun.
0: Uh, it's, she ain't wrong, okay? She ain't wrong. Band camp was a dirty, filthy place. Mate, is that why band camps don't happen anymore? Because it was, <laughs> first of all, I mean, it, it was a co-ed camp, right? It was band, and, and you were there with the, the flag team, right? Like, I mean, dude. Yeah, yeah, we don't need to talk about it anymore. There was a lot of in, there was a lot of inappropriate things that happened at band camp. Maybe I'm not jealous I missed football. Because I had a hell of a good time at band camp, all right? <laughs> like, I mean, I really did, all right? I'm just, saying. I'm just saying. You call your mom
2: and you apologize for all that hate. Uh, right.
3: you, maybe I should. You, you know, right hey, now. mom, listen, hey, let me Get call you up. Mom, I love you. Free.
0: I was doing a podcast with all my nerd friends, and they pointed out all of the amazing uh, dirty, inappropriate uh, things that I should never ever tell you about that happened at bandcamp and I just wanted to say, you know what? Thanks for n- thanks for not. Thanks for protecting thanks for me from camp. football <laughs> and allowing me to go to Fornication Central at bandcamp every year, okay? <laughs> like I, I just want to thank you for protecting me from football and sending me to bandcamp. all right Because I can promise you what happened there, all right. Anyway, uh, everything was fine. <laughs> don't, don't worry about it. Everything, nothing bad happened at Bandcamp. Uh, these four years of Bandcamp, uh-huh. everything was fine. Two thumbs up for me.
4: It's like Fight like, Club.
0: Listen, our band was so inappropriate. All right, last story. Our band was so inappropriate. Like, when we, we had bus rides, like, to the football games, concerts, whatever we were making appearances, because our band was really good. We were a large band. We took, like, four buses. We were probably 150 pieces strong. It was. We were a good Good, solid band, great director. It was a lot of fun. We were so inappropriate that, like, I'm not even kidding you, Bubba Joe. There were chaperones on the bus that would come through, like, every 15 to 20 minutes with a flashlight, hand check, hand check, I, I'm not even kidding you, like legit, they would separate people, handshake, you weren't allowed to share a blanket with somebody, okay, like I, I might be sitting with, with my, my clarinet friend, okay, we, we had yeah. to have separate blankets. All right. Hand oh, yeah, check every 15 minutes. For- hand check. That's right. Hands above there the blankets. There are
1: reasons
4: hey, those they rules knew, exist. They knew you were a bunch of horny teenagers.
0: I mean, listen, that was band camp. All right. So thanks for all the protection. Thanks for the the, the sex ed when I went to band camp. That's what happened there. Okay. Perfection. This one time at band camp, you daggone right, American Pie. Okay. You got it right. Okay. And anybody who ever went to band camp knows you got it right. We laugh about it because we know. Anyway. Uh, let's talk about the Alliance Starbase now that I have thoroughly grossed out everybody who never went to Band Camp. All right, you don't know what you were missing on. All right, I hope you had fun at football practice. You with guys those-
2: thought all those people were <laughs> nerds and jerks. Yeah,
0: that's right. <laughs> all right, listen. uh Very quickly, I only want to spend like a minute or two on this. Um, Trader, I took the opportunity at the beginning of the show to kind of brief Bubba Joe on the challenge that was leveled by Iris, Jack, and Wardon. Uh, in that, five thousand dollars would be donated to our Christmas uh, Angel Family, uh, the charity that we run here at Talking Trek. Five thousand dollar donation. The only uh, the, the the goods that were required for said donation was a duet of Trader and Bubba Joe um, singing "Faith of the Heart." Now, I told Bubba Joe that on the stream you said you'd do it for the children if you could get Bubba Joe to do it with you. Like you were in. Bubba doesn't believe me and refuses to participate <laughs> in such shenanigans. <laughs> he won't it's do it.
4: Interesting. It's interesting the view of the of what was said on Twitch, you know, the two people who participated in the conversation have such completely different recollections of what occurred.
0: Oh, so please hmm. share with me your recollection, because the way I remember oh. it, uh, the way I remember it is IJ says, I'll donate $5,000 to your charity DJ if you get Trader to sing Faith of the Heart. And you no. said, and you said, I will do it if Bubba does it. For the children. No, that's not. Oh, stop. No, you you don't get to go back on this right now. No, no, you are full of lies and half-truths. You sit on a throne of lies. It's
4: recorded. It's recorded, (laughs) sir. Consult the
0: record. (laughs) All right, Trader, give us us the actual stakes here.
4: So there were no stakes. I want to be clear about Mm -hmm, this. mm -hmm. So, Bubba Joe, here's the here's what occurred on Twitch. They wanted to make me sing Faith of the Heart, and mm-hmm. I told them that if they donated $5,000 to the catnip jar, which would max it out, that I would sing for them.
0: Now, well, I they couldn't I make, converted. They couldn't, oh, oh. No, 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 no. no, no. I, I, I I I I switched it around. Make it could happen. I switched so it around. Somebody
4: made this thing. Somebody made the suggestion about how, well, that might be a good fundraiser if Bubba Joe and Trader did a duet together mm-hmm. and they were trying to get me to agree. And I said, I can tell you that I would be willing to do it, but I cannot commit Bubba Joe to that, and I would not
0: commit Bubba okay, Joe. Okay, that. that's accurate. That's accurate because I came on here. Now, Trader, what you're leaving out is that you did suggest it would be a fundraiser for Talking Trek. Like, you suggested $5,000 in the catnip jar. And I said, well, no, Bubba's not going to do that for me. Like, Bubba Joe's not going to embarrass himself for me to take a payday of five grand. What I did say, though, is that I would take the five grand and I would flip it over to the Talking Trek charity, that I would put it back into the Christmas stockings of less fortunate children this year with our angel tree project children Children. with our angel tree project. I said that I would do it for charity. I would take the money and roll it to charity. And then I said, you know, Bubba has to do it then it's for the children.
4: Yes. I think it was, I think no offense, DJs. I think it was a little more like, he, uh, Bubba Joe would never do it for me but if it were for the
0: children that's exactly I right. Built him into it I agree with the, that's exactly he wouldn't do it for me Bubba Joe you wouldn't do it for me as a matter of fact he said at the beginning of the show he wouldn't even do it for the kids well see and my comment was if you could get Bubba Joe to do
4: a duet with me I would totally do a duet with him that's all, right. all I committed to I never committed Bubba Joe to I didn't anything. say
0: you did I didn't say you did you didn't commit Bubba Joe to it, but, but you're, you're a part of this. You gotta, you're in it. So, Bubba, now that Trader has said publicly and on the record, I will do it for the kids if you do it with me for the kids. Bubba, you, you seriously are still going to sit here and say you're not going to do it for the kids?
1: I am going to seriously sit here and say no. He's trying to save you from all you those tax issues you had last year. You are such a
0: grinch. You're such wow. a Grinch. I can't believe it. First of all, Karkin, I got the tax things. I got, I got all that figured out. <laughs> you're got, straight. I, yeah, listen, no, <laughs> la, last year was a very, very tough lesson learned. We're set this year, okay? We, we know how to do everything with, with, our, with our, our charity and our donation and stuff. But anyway, listen, yeah, we got all that stuff set up. Bubba, seriously, still? You're – look at the chat. Look. Look, this, Captain Planet says this, you're, disappointing. you're acting like a Wait, monster. Someone play
2: that song with that woman.
4: A monster. He's, He's not acting monster. like a monster. It's for the kids, look, it's like, for the kids. Maybe check a couple of puppies. It's for the kids, Bubba. Oh my Joe. god, you guys, be nice, to Bubba Joe.
0: What's that? What's that song about? Oh my god, like, he like, no, like peed on a kitten. Hold on, I got it. I got it. I got it. Here. Did you
4: say he peed on a kitten?
0: What? It's terrible. Hold on, we're <laughs> gonna get back to the show. We're gonna get back to the show in a second. Here, I just wanna, I just wanna do this. All right, because this, this song always makes me cry at Christmas time, Bubba. Baba, listen. There's a kid out there. There's one child out there who who feels like his Christmas isn't gonna isn't gonna be able to happen this year. Because of whatever's happening with mommy or daddy, or maybe mommy's sick. And all he wants to do is all he wants to do is know that he matters. All she needs is to know that someone loves her. And she, knows, and she knows that Santa Claus is the one guy she can count on. Meanwhile, Mom and Dad are looking at each other and not knowing how they're going to make ends meet this year. Mom and Dad are dealing with medical bills. They're dealing with, with one of them got laid off at work. Their jobs are moving them from a different city. And they're wondering how... They're going to be able to look at their kids Christmas morning. But those kids, they don't know any better, Bubba Joe. They just know that that Christmas morning is the day that mom and dad don't have to worry about it. Because Santa's going to be there for me. And that is what we are going to step in and do this year, Bubba Joe. We are going to make sure that Santa knows exactly where he needs to be this year. Daddy says there's not... Five thousand dollars, Bubba Joe, is going to go a long way to making sure that 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 a couple of kids out there know that someone thought about them on Christmas morning. To
4: look if Mama meets Jesus tonight.
0: What a great segue! You know, we really should launch our Christmas Angel Project right now, Trader. While while we're guilting Bubba Joe into singing a silly <laughs> little song. I mean, seriously, there's yeah. a donor. There is a donor out here who's willing to donate $5,000. Know, in,
4: in fairness, there was not a commitment to do that. Just a bunch of people on a Twitch stream who said it would raise $5,000 for sure. This
0: doesn't make it not a great idea. I promise, I promise. I'm not gonna. I'm not going to air it or make either of you do it. Unless this donor decides that he is legit gonna do it, if this is what he's gonna pay, then then I will see to it that you are that your generosity is not taken advantage of, Bubba Joe. If you're gonna completely and utterly embarrass yourself in front of thousands of people, I'm gonna make sure that there's some good that can come of it.
2: You got paid for singing. Does that Would that make you a professional actor? Or professional? Yeah, you
0: could join the Screen Actors Guild, Bubba Joe. You know you you've always wanted you. to do that. Ooh, yeah. you, said. you said I've always wanted to do that. Anyway, listen. Really, I wasn't going to get into this. We could segue, though. I'd, so I tell you what. We'll get into the Alliance Starbase. I'm going to let Bubba Joe mull on it. All right? I'm not going to push him for an answer right now because I know that we blindsided him today, Trader. But I genuinely believe, and I know this man, all right, I'm going to I'm going to lay my reputation on it right now, trader, that this man has a heart of gold and he loves people and and he comes off as a big insensitive whale sometimes, but he does love people. And he's got a good heart and he will do this for the kids. If indeed there is a real tangible donation on the other side of it, he will not let the children down. I believe that. So we'll give him some time to mull on it and, and to really take a minute to to look inward and realize that he is a he has a full enough heart to realize that this is a sacrifice he's willing to make. He'll do it.
3: I have a, a counteroffer.
0: No, no, we're not going to do any counteroffers. I will, however, say as we're wrapping this up and I'm not meaning the Mosquito says, "This is the worst guilt trip I've ever heard. I'm, I'm very, very good at this, Mosquito. Okay, like I've, I've Oops. been, I've been raising pledges. All right, for charities. Like Steph for like is to call his
2: mother.
3: I mean, for, for real.
0: For 26 years, I've done radio drives and pledge drives and all that. I, I, listen, I, I can talk on some heartstrings. Okay, I can do it. That said, I don't want to make light of, of a situation. All right, and, and we're joking and we're having a good time with this. But all things said." And being completely and utterly serious for a moment, if I may. I will say that it is that time, Trader. We have begun our season of giving. It's not even the fourth quarter yet, but if you remember last year, Trader, we ran out of time. We ran out of time because you guys amazed me. You guys surprised me. We did so much good last year. I mean, it was mind-blowing how much good... The Talking Trek community did last year, and I want to make sure that we leave room this year to be able to do it. Trader, uh, this uh, I guess a week ago, this past week, Talking Trek donated one thousand dollars to childhood cancer research. We appreciate that, and and by the way, I mean Talking Trek did. Trader, did you see what our community finally ended up doing after the podcast went out and people listened, and you know, because people can listen to that later. Over five The last
4: number I uh was five thousand.
0: Five thousand two hundred and plus some odd dollars that that's talking awesome. Trek was responsible for. I mean, that's insane. Fifty two hundred dollars that came from you people. If you're hearing my voice, then you were a part of fifty two hundred dollars and and I I was just floored by that last year we raised seven thousand dollars for the beetle family and and we did a lot of that with christmas gifts and then just i mean arian really helped me organize a lot of that by the time it got down to it like we also bought food trader you know because you remember daddy beetle wasn't working at the time so we bought food and we bought uh gasoline for their car to go back and forth to trips and we paid utility bills for them like we didn't just Put $7,000 under the Christmas tree. Like, we took care of mom and dad too. And so, while we're on this topic, and I know I'm teasing Bubba Joe a lot, but it's time for us to begin this year. We are opening our, our nomination email, stfc at gmail.com. If you have a nomination for our Christmas Angel family, if you've got somebody here in the community, if you've got somebody um, that, uh, that you know of in real life, who who has children and and I know that there are unfortunate scenarios all over the place please know uh that I am not uh, going to to preemptively you know disqualify anybody but the purpose of this program is to make sure that kids have a Christmas um I did have someone that that messaged me and talked to me about a, a friend of theirs who was having a real tough time and I and I told him I said go ahead and email because it's not me that that makes that decision. We've got, you know, we've kind of got a board, we've got a panel that that, you know, combination player and my real life that helps keep me legally sound, Bubba Joe, because we're talking about a lot of money in and out. So I've got some people that are helping me and we've actually kind of created this little bit of a like a non-profit like this foundation kind of thing. So I got I got things in place to make this work. Um but really I'm looking to make sure that that the innocence of children can be preserved this Christmas. So if if you know of somebody, if you if you have a a, a friend or a family member or an alliance mate and 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 they've been talking to you and, and they're you know, they're just in a spot where this holiday season just might not live up to the expectations of those of those adorable little children who are gonna wake up and be excited and just and see what Santa Claus was able to do for him like that is what we want to make sure we can deliver this year so please uh, with all the sincerity in your heart send your nominations to Talking Trek STFC at gmail.com be sure to put uh, Talking Trek Angel family in the subject line and uh, we, we'll put a link on our website too I think uh, that way we can make sure that people are able to to email us where it is appropriate that's Talking Trek STFC at gmail.com. You um, could put it
4: up on the Patreon site too. We can do what? The Patreon site. Put it up on there.
0: On the what? Oh, on the Patreon. Yeah, we well, could. Yeah, yeah, yeah. However
4: you pronounce it.
0: Uh, yeah, yeah. We'll we'll do. We'll we'll make sure that everybody knows where it can be found. But we are looking for you guys to to find someone deserving of of your charitable work this holiday season. And, and we're going to make sure. All right. Last year, uh, you can still find that YouTube video on our channel. You can find it on our website at TalkingTrekSTFC.com. Go back and, and hear from the Beatle family and know the difference that you guys made in their lives. Uh, it's just absolutely phenomenal, and, and I am looking forward to helping you guys do that again this year. So please uh, be able uh, or, or send us your emails, and, and let's, let's, let's make a difference again this year. All right. Uh, All joking with Bubba Joe aside, this is a real project. It's a real uh, uh, philanthropic effort here from Talking Trek, and that's that's what we do. Okay, and we're going to do it well again this year. Um, So that started all this craziness on Twitch, where Bubba Joe is going to ultimately end up performing his live his live performance Oh my god. So, uh it'll be it'll be fine. We'll make sure that that, that happens. Anyway, all right. Uh yeah, it, it, Snake Eyes, what's up buddy? Uh he says, "Listen, you can also send in audition tapes care of Bubba Joe sings for charity. Uh it'll be like a big concert, all right? You guys can be the opening acts and Bubba Joe and Trader will be the headliners. Uh we'll produce a nice big show. M- maybe that would be fun. Maybe that would be fun. We could do it do it on do it on camera, on stream and just like, you know, have you guys do some karaoke acts that we can, we can show off and have fun with. And then Bubba Joe and Trader can be the headliners. It'll be a lot of fun. All right. Alliance Starbase. See, Bubba, way off the beaten path tonight. I don't understand. When I'm in a hurry, we just cannot stay on topic. Why is that? Is it my head? Super distracted tonight. Did Bubba Joe Your leave? Head? Yeah. Is it? Is it? Is it? I, I'm just incapable of staying on task? I don't know. Um, did Bubba Joe leave? Is Bubba uh, Joe. Falling asleep? He, he's not asleep. It's only like 4 30.
4: <laughs> you know what? His, uh... Tree lights are on.
0: Oh, what's happening with the Seahawks? Is the game yes, over? Exactly. The game's over. So is he crying? Probably. Is he raging in the streets? Is he taking a trash can lid and a metal spoon and just <laughs> running down the road screaming in rage
4: <laughs> in his underwear? Oh, my God. <laughs>
0: Bubba Joe, no, yeah, see, I like, I like uh the thought here in the chat. Bubba Joe is actually already recording his duet because he feels so moved. I appreciate that. That is positive thinking. That's the power of positive thinking. Bubba Joe is already, already recording his tribute. Okay, listen. Alliance Starbase. Between soft. Uh, Alliance Starbase. I know a lot of people have been asking this question, uh, Trader. And and you know what? As far as the Starbase itself, all right, not everybody can get to it. Everybody can look at it. All right, but not everybody can get to it. Let's start with the first reason that one or two alliances per server (laughs) can't get to it. And that would be Station 26. Now, it is surprising to me that a lot of people still uh, are asking me what this is. The thing is, is it it makes sense, Trader, because it's not affecting everybody. As a matter of fact, it's affecting a minority percentage of the player base, but it's still a large quantity of players. We're talking probably in the neighborhood of 150 players per server. And what that means is if you are trying to access your alliance starbase, then you're getting an error message that says something like starbase error upgrade 26. All right, What it is, is it sucks, says Rotifer, and I don't disagree. The, the, what essentially is happening, somehow, for some reason, and Trader, I've been investigating this, for almost a week. Ripper has even taken a few minutes to look into it. Scopely is aware and has been looking into it for a week now. And it still exists in the game. We still... Bubba Joe, he wasn't even listening. Someone tell, him, someone tell him that I'm singing right now. See if he comes back to listen. Tell him I'm actually singing. No. Yeah. Um, no, but... Wh- so, what is happening... Is your starbase somehow is going into ghost mode? It's, it's disappearing from the base, but not disappearing from the base? I, I, I can't explain to you technically what's happening. All right? I, I don't even want to say that it's cloaking. It's just broken. Like you can't click it, you can't mine with it, you can't upgrade anything. You can't harvest, you can't uh, do any modules, you can't collect anything. All right? It's just broken. Now, DJ Gurr says any other game would have had this resolved within a day. And I don't know... I don't know. I mean, I have never been involved with a video game company like I am with Scopely. All right? So I can admit that I don't know, development-wise, how other games would react to something like this. I, I But I do know what my my experience has been with some other games. And this one feels... This one feels kind of big because I do know, and, and I know you guys can't know, but I do know, and I have seen, and I have been involved in the conversations, in the meetings, and I know that they are working on this. Uh, I know that they are, and, and that is what concerns me about this particular bug is that it has been a weak trader. Usually, when it's something this big, now, we joke and we say, you know, well, it was Gala. They fixed that in a day, you know. Uh, and yeah, Then it, they turned around well, and they fixed that in a day. Different. You know, it, it is a little different because it, it, you know, I mean, it is a little different than Station 26 because they're taking an action, right? Like, everything is working the way it was designed. That would be what Bubba Joe would refer to as just design failure because everything was working the way it was supposed to and they didn't know it was supposed to work that way. This is truly an actual ghost in the machine it's it's broken and they're trying to, to sort it out
1: how many months did we go and not be able to do a takeover of that one territory
0: it was like two weeks uh no, sorry two months two months uh well, well not quite it was what five or six weeks on nearheimer when Territories I was saying it was six
1: or seven, but sure, it's, it's it might, in that range. Well,
0: yeah, a month and a half, so five, six. Somewhere there was about a month and a half for Nearheimer to actually become claimable when Territories first launched. It was a big thing, all right? It took a while to solve, like, whatever it was about that particular system was just completely corrupted at its core. Now, I'm not a designer, all right? I wish Ripper were here to offer his insight into this, all right, because... I believe that Ripper does tease them a lot because what he perceives as minor issues should be easily correctable. He could fix them in hours or days. You know, like Ripper says that a lot, right? We hear that a lot from Ripper. I I could do that. I should fix that. or, Or this should be fixed. All right? Even Ripper is looking at this one saying, listen, it should be. They should have everybody on it. He has even said this should have been fixed within two to three days. He said that on this show, that it should have been fixed. But he also admits, you know, we were talking about it in dev chat the other day. He also admits that this is a pretty large issue. All right. Now, I think a lot of other people are going to say, Bubba, because I've seen this. Well, they should have caught it in testing. Well, here's the thing. 95% of players are not experiencing this bug. All right. It, I don't know what's causing it. Even I have been conducting my own investigation into trying to find a causality, and I can't find it. I have found nothing in common. As a matter of fact, Stevens Aaron was, was all the way to Assembly Chambers 5 before he got Station Twenty Six. No one shell had his Alliance Starbase, no one shell, an actual content creator, had his Starbase to level seven when Starbase 26 happened to him. All right? On the other hand, we've got other players who have Starbase 26 error when they actually constructed the base. So for those of you saying, well, it's happening when you're trying to relocate to a magnetic plasma node. No, it's not. The error has happened for more than one alliance when they just built the thing. Just literally, like, constructed it. No modules at all. And they're in Starbase 26 error mode. They can't do nothing. No research, no upgrades, no mining. Bizarro says, clearly... They haven't purchased the Prime Starbase 26 error pack yet. <laughs> Obviously, okay? Yeah. Starbase 26 error is like a bad Windows update, nothing better says. It's not inaccurate. This is one that's having an interaction with something else that a player is doing. And, and by the way, because of the nature of this game, because everything is performed client-side or uh, server-side, we have looked at the possibility that this is happening uh, as a result of some people's devices, right? Like, we, we've looked at that before. Is it happening with a certain version of iPhone or Android or PC? Is there, is there an outside stimuli that is contributing to Station 26? We haven't found any common causality for that. Now, what I can tell you is reinforced of what Archer says. It did eventually start working again for us. So it did for no One shell for about 40 hours, and it went back. Now, this is what kind of tells me, trader. It clues me in to something is causing it from a particular player. I don't know if it's their oh. I don't know if it's their hardware. I don't know if it's an action they're taking. I don't know if it's because they've zoomed in too far or zoomed out too far or they've tried to click 3 buttons at the same time as they should have only been clicking 2 buttons. Who knows? But I have documented more than 1 case. As a matter of fact, I'll tell you, I've documented 3 cases where it has happened to the same player twice as in scopely fixed it and then it went back so here's what i can tell you folks here's what i can tell you scopely knows how to unfreeze you all right if you haven't yet submitted a ticket please submit a ticket and put starbase upgrade error 26 either in the subject or in the opening line of your ticket all right you don't need to put in a whole lot of garbage and a whole lot of stuff that they got to read just put hey my starbase is frozen i'm getting error starbase upgrade 26 customer support knows to escalate that over to engineering they have a way to unfreeze you as a matter of fact you guys are seeing several of you have said it is fixed for me now all right just like it was fixed for no one Shell, and some of you some of you not all of you have had it recur again all right? Which means you probably, once you get it unlocked again, just just for the sake of progression right now, like, hand that off. <laughs> let somebody else do it, okay? I told no one show. If he gets unfreezed again, he needs to let somebody else do it. Like, you don't touch it. Just, just don't. If you're the one that froze it, don't touch it. No, especially, especially if you've frozen it twice. <laughs> okay. Bumpka says you have to start over from the beginning. That hasn't happened to most of the players that I've talked to. I did get one report that said that they had to start over, but they didn't have any evidence for me, so I I don't know that that's substantiated. Everyone that I have talked to said that their star base picked right back up where it left off. All right? Um, So, anyway, the only update I've got is... They can, un- they can fix you manually. There's not a script. There's not something they can do because it's, this is happening like once or twice per server. So it's not something they can sweep out to everybody until they figure out what the causality is and then I expect a back-end hot patch, okay? I expect something, even if it, it might even be an overnight maintenance, which I don't know that they would need to, but they, they are doing something. And Echo said on the show the other day Echo said on the show the other day that they were testing a Galaxy-wide fix and would hope to have it out this week. They're hoping to have it out this week, okay? That is the only update that I've got for you, but just from a player-facing perspective, FCS is able to get you unstuck, and, and if you were the one that froze it up, then don't do it again. Just, 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 just hand that off to somebody else, okay? Scooby says, Starbase 26 comp chest, I know it's being discussed, but, and I've said this before, okay, and, and I know this is a popular trader, but, but I'm going to reinforce it again. I am not bothering them asking about a comp chest until the problem is fixed, Absolutely. Like, they got to fix the problem first, then we can talk about how to make you whole. All right, I, oh, I am scared. not going to take their time to go and be like, yo, well, let's talk about what we're going to give to these guys. No, I want them taking their time fixing it. Okay? That's what I want. So sorry, all you guys talking about your comp, back burner. Okay? Last priority right now. First priority is fixing it. All right? And as far as the ALB, <laughs> as far as the ALB, I'm I'm slightly disappointed with that anyway. A, the rewards are really not worth hardly anything. Okay, so like you're really not missing out on much. But B, if you really, really, really wanted to to place on the ALB, just go buy a pack or two. All right, because there's there's hundreds of thousands of dollars in a pack as compared to to actually progressing through the ALB. I I felt like I was very prepared for this ALB. But I am being outscored by millions of points. Well, and it's my, it's and also the research as well. We can't do research. I, and I get that. There. And I get that. Okay. I mean, I, I do. All right. But, but here's the thing. And, and this is what's unpopular. This is affecting one or two alliances per server. They're not going to stop the rest of the world. Because one or two alliances. Now, is it important? Absolutely. Is it a priority? For sure. Are they going to get you fixed? Yes. And am I going to fight for a comp? I will. But this is the equivalent, and we've seen it before, this is the equivalent of players demanding the game be taken offline because of of a problem that affects less than 1% of the players. That's not going to happen. And for players who are able to play and participate and do whatever life goes on as normal for you. I promise that I will advocate for affected alliances, but I also am not going to suggest shutting down the game until it's fixed. And that means not removing events either. Okay. I understand that you guys feel like you're missing out. Here's what I'm going to tell you. I will 1000% push For you guys to get full AMS rewards. The AMS was great. Okay. AMS was solid. Anybody who is really, really super major concerned about the ALB rewards, then, you know, I'm going to advocate for something there, but I got to be honest with you. The rewards are actually pretty garbage in that. Okay. They're pretty daggone garbage. Like nobody, I told my team, if it came down to buying packs to win this event, I told them not to. Because the rewards are not worth anything, Trader. The rewards are not worth $100. Yeah, I agree. I agree with you. Much less hundreds of dollars. And I know, Wham, I know that that's not the point. All right? I, I get that. I do hear what people are saying, so you need to hear what I'm saying. If this is affecting between 70 and 150 people out of 2,000 or 2,500 on a server, then I cannot... And Scopely is not going to, obviously, by their, by their action on this. They're not going to shut down the game for everybody else. This is affecting a very small percentage of players. However, it is important. I'm not going to let it go, and I will fight to make you guys whole. But pulling events and shutting off the game are not the answer. Okay? I mean, truthfully, guys, the number one position in the ALB is less medals than you get from a daily uncommon refine. All right, and granted, you got some orb fragments in there, but, I mean, what's it actually, like, first place is good for what? Eight, eight times four, 32 officer shards in, R, in RNG. Now, granted, that's not small, but it's, uh, yeah. you see what I'm saying? Like, it's really, it, we're not talking, like, billions of dilithium and hundreds of billions of tritanium and trillions of steel. Like, mm-hmm. that's not what we're talking yep. here this is nowhere near worth a hundred dollar pack all right so so for somebody and and moreover now is there a reason to buy that hundred dollar pack there is there is a reason to buy it if you were going to buy a station pack anyway that's it the only reason to buy that pack if you're a spender is because it's a station pack Straight up, and it'll give you extra bonus points because the station pack is is, is identical. Trader, it just yes, adds it in is. eight hours and twenty minutes of of speed ups and some and some uh, ASB parts. That's yep. it,
4: and it, that's exactly why I bought it was because it's the equivalent to a station pack, that's right. and I needed that.
0: If you were gonna upgrade. buy, if you were gonna buy a station pack, that's what I just said, Blue Mandalorian. It's thirty two shards, thirty two, because you get four officers per pull, thirty two hundred. Oh no! So six, 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 sixteen officer shards. Even worse, trader. Good God! Sixteen <laughs> officer shards. That's first place. First place. Sixteen officer shards of an RNG pull. All right. It ain't that big of a deal. Now that being said, on principle, I agree. On principle, I will fight for a comp for you guys. I will. Okay. So, DJ. but I'm not. I am not going to advocate pulling the event or or removing the playability for the other 90% of the player base because a glitch has taken you out for three or four days. And I'm sorry. I, I know that that sounds rude of me to say, but... It doesn't. Well, I mean, I, I would... It is, I but would that's fe- okay. I would feel very <laughs> pompous of you. Listen, say. no, I mean, I get that. And, and Bubba's not wrong. I would feel, personally, I would feel different if I was affected by Starbase 26. I know that I would. I'd be very upset about it, just like you guys are. I'm very – I know that. I can acknowledge that. I'm not trying to be a hypocrite. I know I would be angry about it. But if my alliance was the only one on my server that was affected, all right, I would be pissed. But I'm still not going to tell them to take down the game.
1: So, DJ. Go ahead, Bubba. What about not being able to compete – or participate in the research ALB because I, I you are not able to upgrade your mm-hmm. alliance starbase. No, it's not it. just it's not just the alliance leaderboard. And trust it's
0: me, the solo leaderboard. I get it. And and trust me, I I have been keeping track of everything. And I and I do want to shout out Mateo and I want to shout out Galvanox who have actually been helping me keep up even with the quantities of plasma and speed ups and parts. That you would be earning if you weren't incapacitated, okay? Like we now, obviously, it's not going to be exact, okay? It's not going to be exact. I, it's going to be approximate. But Mateo and Galvanox have actually been been keeping running totals of what would make you whole, and and we're talking we're talking hundreds of thousands of plasma. If not, maybe by the time it gets fixed, over a million. All right, we're talking hundreds of thousands of parts. We're talking hundreds, if not thousands, of hours of ASB speedups. I promise, I'm keeping track of everything. But but now I don't know what Scopely is going to end up doing. What I do know, Bubba, is is that I am at least trying to keep track of what I feel you have lost. Now, whatever Scopely decides to give is on them. I know I've had a conversation with Echo about what can be done, but I I will also say this. He is of my mindset. Right now, the priority is on fixing it. He, likewise, to me, has not pushed the issue of comp. It's been discussed. I believe that a comp will come. I don't think that they're going to say piss off. Okay? But they're not focused on that because... It's not done yet. It's not even fixed. So hang on. Hang on.
1: You're telling me that Scopely is all hands on deck. Programmers, non-programmers, designers, live ops, and community management are all actively working to solve this technical problem?
0: No. Did I say that?
1: Well, that's what they said when they said, we're focusing only on fixing the technical problem, not talking about comp. Comp is a CM live ops discussion that has no bearing on them solving a technical problem. I, that is an excuse.
0: Uh, no, uh, and I'll tell you why. Yes. I, mean, I, I don't disagree yes. that, that Echo is not the one who's trying to solve the bug. Okay, I can agree with that. But at the same time, I have always been of the mindset of making somebody whole, right? Like I, When I talk about a comp, I, for example, when they say that they're going to do a mass comp, I'm the one who fights against that. Right. I know that, that that upsets some people, especially if you happen to be somebody who's going to double up on it, right? Like if you do an event but then it gets borked and they give a comp and you got paid twice, all right? I'm the guy that fights against that. Okay. Uh, so so
1: Divine and Straddle
0: are trying to poke holes in my discussion. And and I'm going to they use can the decide, same, I'm using the they same can logic decide
1: that they are going to do a comp and then decide what it is after it's been fixed Uh, but they haven't even decided they're going to do
0: it no that's that's not at all what i said and further not what echo said that is what echo said no it's not echo said on this stage that a comp has been discussed okay but but what it's going to be it has not yet been determined and i am okay with that because we don't know what the cost is yet okay and and that is where i will stand firm is that I'm going to try to fight for a comp that is, is at least going to somehow try to get, to get you made whole. Now, I don't, I don't know. I mean, we're talking, at this point, we're talking a, a, a million plasma. We're talking hundreds of thousands of parts, maybe a thousand ASB speed-ups. I, I don't know. I don't know what is going to happen. Moreover, different people have been impacted for different periods of time. No one shell has been down for like five days. On the other hand, there was somebody in here that got fixed after like 36 hours. So there's going to have to be a variable there as well. And why I am fine with Echo not saying, hey, we're going to give everybody 20 Cisco charts because that's not what it should be. It should be something that makes people whole, okay? It should be whatever is going to help them get caught up on the research that they're missing out on which is what I want to focus on in this next subject. I didn't want to go this long because there's literally nothing to report. Like nothing new. This is all information that we've already known. So I, I, I wish that I had something better to tell you.
1: So I, can I just one final thing? So sure, we're sure. talking about plasma. We're talking about rewards from events. But as we've talked about, the key limiting factor to advancing the Alliance Starbase is the, speed is the t- Well, you can call it speed-ups, but actual time, okay? And if your Starbase has been locked up for five days, that's five days, regardless of speed-ups, of nothing happening on your Starbase. So I know, that has I know. to be part of the consideration of you have lost five days where you could, even if you didn't speed anything up, that's 5 days of things being able to move forward. I agree. And that has to be a part of the discussion. And so So
0: here's here's what I'm thinking. And if I'm off the mark, then you guys can can tell me. What Galvanox and uh and Mateo and I have been discussing is probably the the only thing that could be mathematically mathematically done here is is whatever your actual potential could be which is what we're tracking and then I'm kind of thinking like plus 10% because you're right Bubba, you you have missed out on four or five days worth of just you know the benefits the you know whatever but but I'm kind of looking at this like I want players to have five days worth of plasma I for example let me let me put it this way and and maybe this is fair maybe it's accurate maybe it's not I want any affected alliance, and this is going to sound crazy. It's actually going to sound probably too generous to, to players, and I haven't even mentioned this to Mateo yet, but Mateo's Assembly Level 9, all right? I'm Assembly Level 8. Now, we've been playing in this what now? Five or six days, right? Because we didn't start till the event started. So let's say six days is what we've been involved. He's at Assembly 9. I'm at Assembly 8. If you were an affected alliance, I want, and this is what I'm going to ask for, honestly, I want enough plasma and enough ASB speed-ups and enough Starbase parts to immediately sit there, spend 20 minutes clicking through to immediately and unequivocally unlock Assembly Chambers 9. That is going to be my proposal. Now, I think that might be too much. It, it, maybe it should be eight. But you know what? Now, Gobble says it's too much. Mateo says that might be too much. Even Andar says that's too much. And, but here's why I am going to ask for it. Desert Eagle says five or six. You know, you know what? Here's why I'm going to ask for it. Do I think that they're going to? <sighs> Probably not, Bubba. But I'm going to fight for it for the reason Bubba laid out. They have lost the ability to enjoy the benefits, to enjoy the content, to actually play in in even the Cardassian Armadas to some extent. Okay? They, They have actually been disadvantaged. There's now the Research Solo Leaderboard. There's the Research Solo Milestone. There's Alliance Milestone, Alliance Leaderboard. There is stuff that they have missed out on. So, should the comp make them whole, mathematically, Bubba Joe, or should it account for a little bit of experience? And this is where I agree with Bubba Joe. There's multiple facets of where they've been impacted. So, yeah, giving them a boost, giving them a a shot in the arm, Bubba Joe, level eight, level nine, I'm not ashamed to ask for that. Even if they would have only been level five, I think they deserve a little bit uh, of, of comp for... For their trouble and that's why i'm going to go back and ask for eight or nine okay that's why i'm going to ask for it now i i captain planet says no giving them enough for nine is going to actually give them enough for 12 because they're still earning and and that could be all right but But, i do think I, I i think go ahead go ahead no go ahead I'm just going to say, listen, you guys are the ones always talking about it. The experience is garbage. But now, Bubba Joe, look, when I suggest a comp for affected players that's more than generous, whoa, 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 whoa. That's not fair. Well, you haven't been locked out of the month's feature for five days. So
1: my point, and it may have just – you may have gotten a little twisted here. If your ASB was locked up for five days, they must – Give you five days of speed ups,
0: but Baba, now you were just literally here and saying it's not just sixty hours and speed ups, is it? It's also what it, they've missed out on in the game during that time. Agree.
1: I'm saying they have to do that because, again, even if you didn't use any speed ups and you just let a building go, say your next building is three and a half days, and then another one and a half days, and after five days you get to the same point, right? If you didn't have that five days that has to be a part of the compensation is my point
0: so you think 60 it's, hours of a, of a away team or on away teams of a line star base speed-ups is all these players should get because i think that no not think, all
1: that they should mm. get i'm saying it has to be whatever their downtime is first off that'd be 120 not 60 <laughs> um <Yeah. laughs> math <sighs> um it, not only is it that but that has to be a part of the consideration right because you have lost because everything is this time gate because the speed ups yes you could use speed ups if you had them but there is an actual time gate you can let a building on your starbase just go for three days if you want and if it's been down and unable to do an upgrade for five days that's five days of time that you lost that something could have been being upgraded
0: on the other hand, so it's on it's the plasma, other hand
1: it's compensating for time oh, sure listen and it's compensating for events
0: I'm with you on that but on the other hand I can tell you I have burned 60, uh, sorry, 120 hours in speed ups in like the last hour. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, so that is not good enough because here's the problem, Bubba. They've got the, they would have had the plasma and they do have speed ups in their bank. All right. They're being held back from research. They're being held back from the, uh, from the other means of progression. They're being held back from the reputation all right there's a lot of of abstract features now we can continue this conversation a little bit later because it looks like it looks like I'm actually being told that I'm being too generous (laughs) which is shocking for me to hear because don't we always ask for more when stuff goes wrong kind of crazy that I'm seeing this reaction that said all right I have been tracking the amount of plasma both collisional and magnetic, that players should be harvesting if they were working their clock. And I'm going to assume the players are working their clock because who's to say that they wouldn't? All right? I am going... And and by the way, I will be suggesting as many speed-ups as it takes to progress their ASB with the amount of plasma they could be mining. That's why... I'm saying probably around level eight, level nine, Bubba Joe, because I'm going to look at this, and now Gobble says five to seven is fair, eight might be too far. Listen, Scopely might agree with you. They might agree with you, but my argument is going to be simple, okay? If you have enough people running the armadas, even the uncommons, and if you've got people doing those refunds every single day, and if you've got people doing all those pulls, they've got all these speed-ups and everything sitting, maybe it's not the speed-ups, Bubba Joe. Maybe that's not it. Maybe it's just the lost progression, the lost experience. Because I'm here to tell you, Trader, I'm, I'm sure you are, up to this point, Mateo, let me ask you, up to this point, have speed-ups actually been the gate? We know that they will be long-term. We know, oh, that, for, we, we know that they will be. But Right now, for my alliance,
4: speed-ups are the gate.
0: So you guys Definitely. are far enough along. Uh, yeah. Mateo says they're becoming. Right now, right now for me, it's still plasma. Archer agrees. Mateo agrees. Right now, it's plasma for us. Right now, but I do still have like a hundred or two hundred hours left. Okay, speed ups are for sure the gate. They will be. Absolutely, that's the long term. That's the, absolutely the long term gate here. But we all kind of started off with no harvesters, right? We all started off with, with no harvesters, and the number of speedups needed in these things are very, very low, so it comes down to you're, you're rushing through to upgrade your ability to collect the plasma, okay? Like, that is where you're at. Now, Oblivious says we've already gotten there, and I can see that from your screenshot, and a lot of people are probably at that point. Look, it certainly. Wow, well, lucky that you don't have speed-ups. That means that your Alliance Starbase is somewhere. Meanwhile, mine's sitting out here at level zero. Locked up. All right? I mean, there is a factor for that. Now, I'm going to move on from this because I actually did see a really, really good comment in the chat, which was the entire point of this. I didn't want to get into Starbase 26 for 30 minutes. Here we are. How long? It's probably more than 30 minutes. Oh, my God. Has it been 45 minutes? Jesus Christ. Okay. The game's kicking off shortly, so we got to wrap up, <laughs> Bubba Joe. Okay? I saw a comment up here and I don't even remember his name. Why all the fuss? It doesn't do anything anyway. I love the comment. I do love the comment because that was the point of what I wanted to do today, Bubba Joe. And maybe we've already talked ourselves in in a circle to, to not even have time to appropriately dive into this. But it is a valid question. Even my own team has said, What's the point? I can't do anything. I can't click anything. What am I getting? Well, it's a very good point. Let's look at the ASB itself. Can we dock there, Trader? Cool. It's a place for us to go into deep space, and and we can actually base our our station ships there, right? We can dock with the Alliance Starbase, right? It would be nice, but no. Nope, can't do that. All right, okay. You know what? That's fine. It has the marketplace, right? It is, in fact, like Deep Space Nine. Uh (laughs) It's going to let us trade resources and materials, right, Bubba Joe? Yeah? You do realize that's never happening. Oh, wait, so it's not doing that? Well, gosh, maybe this guy's right. It's worthless. Just a money grab. What? We're not doing anything. Let's talk about what it does do. Okay? Let's talk about what it does do. Because you're right! Right now, it's actually very little. Right now, it's very, very little. Let's talk about what it does. The abilities of the buildings themselves. All right, I know some of you guys will be like, but, but 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 the research. Yes, let's talk about the ASB itself. Right now, every ability of this building is self-contained, except for two. What are they? There's only two abilities that have anything to do with anything other than the function. Of the Alliance starbase, Dark Menace says, well, "Okay, go ahead, Trader.
4: You got the buff for the Alliance reputation from what is it, the diplomacy building, diplomatic relations then, building?
0: You right? Yeah. You've got you've got a a boost to how quickly you can earn Alliance reputation. Mm-hmm. By the way, uh, first documented. I, I know some people are probably maybe there. I don't know. First documented case." Uh, that I've been made aware of, JB, server 15, congratulations to you, who has, in fact, locked his reputation at $10 million. Uh, sorry, not That's locked, awesome. but but obtained $10 million. Now, he, he's an admiral. I'm trying to convince him to drop tag.
4: <laughs> I'm, trying to, I'm trying to convince him to
0: drop tag just to see if it goes back to zero. He's told me he's not going to do it. Uh, look, Hudson, also at $10 million. Hudson, will you drop tag? And see if it goes back to zero. I dropped tag when I was at one and a half million. It did go back to zero. All right. Hudson says that's not me, but there is obviously another case. So there would be the second one. All right. And by the way, I do not. I, I misspoke. I said he locked at 10 million. He's capped at 10 million, but but I don't think it's going to lock. And there's no way to know unless somebody is brave enough to drop tag. Okay. Okay. So if somebody is brave enough to drop tag, do it in a video format so I have all the evidence that I would need. I, I just want to see it before I distribute that as fact. I do presume that it's going to reset at zero, okay? But, but I'm not, I'm not going to announce that without knowing it. We haven't been told that there's any locks, but I, I guarantee there's not. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bet. Uh, That there's there's not, all right? But yes, diplomatic relations will speed up the rate at which you earn reputation, not only from the bundles, but from the armadas themselves, okay? Second ability.
4: The tactical building. Tactical
0: damage, Which Mm -hmm. is basically an extremely underpowered armada control center, all right? (laughs) And the and the ACC is underpowered in and of itself, but this one's even worse. Increasing weapon damage while fighting Cardassian stations, uh, all the way up at level 14, Bubba Joe. It is a massive 70% weapons damage boost. You guys gonna see 70? Wow. Yeah, you guys gonna see 70% weapons damage boost? No, I'm no. I mean, it's off of base. Oh, of so. course it is. Of course it is. All right. Those are the only functions of any of the buildings that that can benefit right now, the alliance right now. Right. And I right agree now. with that right now. I agree with that statement. That we know that there's Technically, gonna be more. We know that there's, there's gonna be one more one other
1: ability, but it doesn't make a difference yet.
0: You're referring to protected cargo? Nope. Okay, please share. What 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 is the other one?
1: I'm referring to the relocation range.
0: Oh yeah, of assembly chambers. Currently, right now, everybody's just, yeah, everybody's set to it's warp twenty six 26 for everyone. Yeah. yeah, doesn't ever change. But I actually that thought that is, was a bug in the beginning, and I, I was told it was intended, which is interesting. So I wonder how that's going to play out later. Um, yep. But but nonetheless, Maybe change it later. So let me ask you a question All about. Right. Okay, so let's
1: let's. So are you done covering Starbase? I would like to talk about the research very. Very quickly, because I know we could talk a lot more about it. Well, I want to talk about it very quickly.
0: Truthfully, that that's kind of that's kind of the point, right? When when yep. someone asks me what the benefit of the Starbase is, the reason that only Commodores and Admirals are really involved in this thing is a, it's dealing with Alliance resources, but b, it really doesn't have anything to do with you performing anything in the game, with the exception. Yes. Well, yet that's fine, but with the exception. Of what it gives you access to. And that's where Bubba Joe wants to come in and talk because the research tree itself has a ton. Moon Knight says, Why well, have it then? Here's why, Moon Knight. First of all, we know that this is chapter one. I can promise you, firsthand knowledge, the Starbase is going to do more as time goes on. But even here inside the first month, There are prerequisites scattered throughout the research tree that are going to require certain levels of progression through the Starbase, and that's what Bubba Joe wants to talk to you about, because the real value that he finds this month, if I'm not mistaken, if I interpreted your your statement correctly, Bubba, what you're finding the most value in this month is, in fact, the Starbase research tree, right? Right.
1: Uh, there are lots of things to like this month in terms of the research tree, the new Armada crew. There are multiple things to like this month. Ooh, so,
0: um, Don't don't threaten me with a good conversation. Look, Bubba Joe's but, happy about something. But let me Woo! ask you, let me quiz you here, DJ. All let right. me quiz you. What level do
1: you need to be to unlock the first research in um, the first level of the first research in the Starbase tree?
0: Oh, gosh. Uh, first level. Without,
1: of... without going to STFC. I'm already on STFC.
0: Space. Uh, let's see. The first. I, I don't honestly know because I was obviously past that, so I didn't look at it. What What does it unlock at? 25? Ops 25. 25. Thank you. Thank you. Ops 25. Thank you. Yes.
1: And how about to unlock the first level of the last research in the Starbase tree?
0: 60. 60.
1: You should look at the chat.
0: Wait. What are you saying? The ops level to oh wait wait, wait, oh, you mean at level one? you mean the yes, last the level first one. level sorry, okay, the sure first
1: yeah. level of the very the most rightmost thing mm-hmm. in the starbase tree research tree that means you can unlock the first node of every research they released, uh-huh once you're ops twenty five
0: yeah, I'm good with that
1: That has never been seen before
0: agreed everybody can can. Progress all the way through the tree. Correct. And there's that some good... That is
1: absolutely... It encourages people to engage because they're always going to have something they can put into the research with these tokens they're getting from mm-hmm. the Cardassian loot. It You know, yes, the second level might be quite a bit higher than where you're at. It might require uh, Assembly Chamber 6 or it might require 5 million uh you know of a, of the of the uh, reputation but to start you can unlock the first note of everything in this tree and i think that's a fantastic change that Scopley did
0: i i do actually <laughs> like it i like it as a matter of fact i i have worked most of my way through the tree uh through the level ones which was my goal was to get through the level ones merely for the purposes of the of the research uh, SLB. And then I'm, I'm going back to pick up on some of the ones that are a little bit more important. So that is a very good design and letting everybody get a taste of what is coming in this tree. Now let's talk about a couple of these researches themselves. All right. There are a lot of, uh, nothing better. Oh, okay. Here, I might actually be able to help you with this one. Okay. 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 I've got a procedure. Nothing better says I can't get Wait, do you mean that you can't get Assembly Chambers 1 because you have Station 26? Or that, because I'm seeing this bug as well, Baba Joe, you might be Assembly Chambers 4, but when you try to do a research, it says you haven't done Assembly Chambers 1. Because there there is that. So, it okay, raise your hand real quick. Have you gotten a prerequisite error? Like, you go to do a research, and it says you need Assembly Chambers 1, but you actually have Station Level 5 already built. Anybody run into that? Has anybody said that? Okay. Um, here's what you do. Real quick, I'm just going to – you might have already figured it out. You might have already figured it out, but I'm just going to tell you real quick. Okay. Uh, it, it's kind of weird. It has to do with some kind of linking thing, but it can be worked around. Here's what you do. I'm going to read you this set of instructions very quickly so far Everybody that I've given this to has come back and said that it's worked. Don't ask me why. Ripper actually helped develop this workaround. Uh, it has something to do with the way that 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 the the game is looking uh, across these different thingies or whatever. So anyway, here let me let me check. All right, here's here's what you do. I'm trying to find it. I'm trying to find it. I'm trying to find it. Here you go. Open the research. Click the go button. All right, it's going to take you to the module. Then click back, then click uh, navigate to the Alliance menu, click the Starbase button, then go click back again, then go back to your research, and it reconnects that. There's something, and Ripper has already fixed, he's already solved this, uh, and he's already turned in a report on it. There's something about some kind of a timing thing, like it times out after so long, uh, which probably he also thinks might be contributing to the ca- to the crashing problem when you click on the when you click uh, the Starbase button and it's crashing. It's because it's not connecting properly in the game. I, I, I don't know how to put this in nerd speak, all right? But there's like a timeout on a connection, like a port, right? You know, Bubba, like if you connect to something in the computer world, you got an open port, but it'll time out if it's not used. All right, that's what's happening. So if you click on Go and then and then navigate back out, go to the uh, our Alliance menu and click on the Starbase tab. It kind of reactivates those connections and then you go back to the research and it should refresh. Can I post the instructions in the graphics room? Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll try later. All right. Uh, anyway, clearing localization it seems to be helping, but really it's, it's mainly the reboot that, that's kind of doing that, but it's not working 100% of the time because it didn't work for me. I had that, and Ripper helped me get through it, okay? So, uh, Tony Rum says, restarting the game works 100%. Glad it did for you. Did not for me. I actually had an engineer and Ripper on at the same time when we developed this little bit of a workaround because it wasn't actually working for me. So, uh, as a matter of fact, clearing localization made it worse because it gave me the white square problem uh, on top of the fact that I couldn't do the research. So, anyway, long story short. Uh, that's, that's how you fix that. Now, back to the research. Bubba Joe, let's talk very quickly. Uh, maybe just five or ten more minutes before we get ready to wrap up the show because I also have 500 materials to give away tonight and spam it. Be sure to go down, enter in, spam it, and make sure that you are entered uh, for that contest. We'll do that tonight before we go off the air. Let's talk about a couple of these researches that are sticking out. Some of them are better than others. Right? Like we saw one on Twitch the other night, Trader. Let's talk about, and I know this is going to sound crazy, and this opens up a totally different conversation, one that you guys are going to say I'm shilling about, but mathematically, like, boom. Here is a little bit of evidence when we talk about shortening older loops. Now, the only reason that I I even kind of stumbled on this is thanks in part to the community, but also because I was trying to get to a prerequisite required research, Trader. One that I've got my eye on is increased Cardassian loot. Obviously, we all want more loot, right? More loot we get means that I could even maybe do double pulls, Trader, or possibly Mm -hmm. even triple pulls. Absolutely. So something I've got my eye on is increased Cardassian loot. Anything for loot is good, but... Trader, it's got a prerequisite, all right? For me to work on increased Cardassian loot, I also have to do the research for Cardassian cargo plans, which increases the amount of uncommon Armada credits I earn, which, fine, that I'm not super dying about, okay? Not super exciting, but I've got to do it to get to the good one. But you know what else I have to do? Which I would have immediately dismissed. Uncommon exchange plans. That sounds interesting. Actually, it doesn't. It sounds not interesting at all, Trader. Increases the amount of uncommon exchange vault loot earned. And it's a dismal amount. 8% at base. Level 2 is 12%. Level 3 is 16%. It's a five-level research that caps at 30%. Well, we did this, Trader. We talked about. Yes. Uh, uh, highway robbery goes up to 450%. or uh-huh. yeah, And Stella goes up to 600%. 30% is meaningless. Good job, Scopely. Way to drop the ball. Not even knowing the value of their own research yet again, Bubba Joe. Except they actually threw us for a loop on this one, Trader.
4: Ladies he, and he gentlemen.
0: Did. Ladies and gentlemen. There was math. Uh, there's math here. Uncommon exchange plans <laughs> is a net Multiplier. As a matter of fact, Trader, we proved on screen that it is the final calculation. It's like hole breach for loot gain. Except it goes all the way back to the outlaw loop. Now, Balabomb says, God, I don't even remember the last time I did exchange armadas. And that's fine if you feel like you're done with that loop. But how many people have M numbers of 160? Probably not very many people. I'm sure there are a bunch of people. All right, huh? Cruzito says great for lower level players. Not everything geared to the perspective of the whales, and I uh, I agree, Cruzito. But this is this is very fundamental to me. This is extremely fundamental to me, trader, because this is an example again of scopely reducing screen time and nobody sees it, nor does nobody acknowledge Mm -hmm. it or even appear grateful for it. We all talk about how we hate Exchange Armadas. Most of you do, all right? Again, I've always enjoyed that loop, (laughs) all right? But a lot of you hate it. Well, now you can take every piece of loot gain research you've got, five of 11 and otherwise, on Stella, and this will multiply it after everything else has been calculated. I'll be daggone. I'll be daggone. That means at level 1, which anybody level 25 and up can do, Bubba Joe, you're going to get an 8% net multiplier on any loot gained or any uncommon exchange loot. And by the way, there's more. There's rare exchange loot. And at the end of the tree, there's epic exchange loot. And And how many people are bottlenecked on epic i mean i am i'm still bottlenecked on epic all right i can build a new stella here today and i can take it all the way straight through to tier 7 or tier 8 i can't instantly max one because of epic i've got gobs of uncommon gobs of rare epic is my bottleneck some of you guys saying that rare is the bottleneck and that is real uh, steven's aaron has talked about that in the past that rare is his bottleneck All right? Well, there's research, and it's net. Okay? Really, really good for people coming back to pick up and shorten the amount of time it's going to take you to make through the Stella loop. Now, Hunter, who's Ops54, says, I completed that loop last year. Cool. Research ain't for you then, buddy. All right? You've already completed the loop. This is a response to a different call. This call comes back and says for those of you still engaging in the loop we want it to be faster right Bubba Joe we've said that a million times right Karkin, Trader, Mark we need old loops to be faster well this does that yep okay this does that Add a net multiplier they should increase
2: the material for Stella stuff to reinvigorate the people who are done with the loop make them want to keep doing it just for the materials
0: well, maybe man. give them
2: all bonus
4: bonus. I don't know. It's, the, a, it's a pretty small thing. You can only pull it like doing it. Well, there is like a draw to people
0: finishing. It. There is a draw to people finishing a loop. Like you guys have finished swarm except for on Sundays. I am looking forward to actually being done with this tree. I, I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm going to. I certainly won't do it as heavy. I mean, if there's an event or something for it, I'll do it. All right. I'll help my team out with it just to get some parts. But it's not enough. Karkin. <laughs> You, know, yeah. you it's, can also still keep scrapping your ship, but even though you've done all the research, you can still scrap your ship for the parts and materials. Yeah, but it's one, it's it's one pull every seven it's days, so it's not, it's not that great, yeah. okay? It's a joke. So, yeah, Unless it, the
2: pull was like magnanimous, you know, super. just
0: Well, maybe giant. one day. One day. But right now, this, in my mind, is just speeding up that loop for players who are not done with it. If you're done with it, then it ain't no big deal. You can skip over that one. I'm probably going to look at that one a little bit closer. What might be another thing that I'm looking at? All right. Uh, Another one that I've got my eye on is, and I know this is going to sound a little bit counterintuitive for a moment, but assembly metal efficiency. I'm all about efficiencies, Trader. Like anything that I spend on this tree down the road, and we know that there's at least double the amount of research that is quote-unquote coming soon. Yeah. Okay. There's a lot of nodes in here that aren't even open yet. All right, So you got assembly metal efficiency. You've also got crystal gas and ore efficiency. Crappy thing is on those efficiencies that it's only for research, at least at this point. Who knows what's coming in those coming soon boxes? But the ones that are unlocked right now are crystal gas and ore efficiency for research. All right, So that's a good one. But I might come back and say, listen, just out of obligation, just out of mathematics, you've got to do assembly metal efficiency, Bubba Joe. But what might be the second... Most valuable and aside from Cardassian loot, what might be the second, and some people might even say the first most valuable research in this entire tree?
1: ISO emulsion efficiency.
0: ISO emulsion efficiency. And currently there are how many other researches that reduce isogen costs, Bubba Joe? Uh zero. Correct. Yeah. Which means that this is the purest form of reduction. Okay? The purest form of reduction. It is not net, Baba, because we know how they do their thing. As a matter of fact, the first one at a 10% reduction is truly only technically a 9% net reduction. All right? Because of the way that they do their math. All right? So you're dividing the base divided by 1 plus the sum of bonuses. So you'd be taking the base divided by 1.1. 1. 1, all right? That's how that works. So it ends up being, I think, a 91% net result uh, or... Uh, yeah, I think I think something like that. But anyway, it is the purest form, the most effective, and and therefore you're going to see the biggest jumps in between the levels of these research. Plus, I mean, let's not pretend that ISO emulsion is easy to come up with, nor are researches cheap. Go ahead, Bubba Joe.
1: So I, that is probably the most impactful research. But I, you you kind of glossed over it before. Uh, and I want to reemphasize it. Assembly metal efficiency is the most important research because it's going to make all of the researches in this tree cheaper. Uh-huh. That's the one you need to maximize. Every time you can do another level of it, do another level of it because it's going to make all of your metals cheaper moving on out. But I am loving iso Like I've looked and taken costs that were absurd to reasonable costs. Yeah. So I'm... Very happy with Isolation.
0: Absolutely. And and yes, Bubba's right. I have taken Assembly Metal Efficiency to level 6 already. Okay? I have taken it all the way to level 6. I've only done level 1 of almost everything else except for I've done level 3 now of the loot gains. All right? Cardassian Cargo, Uncommon Exchange, and Increased Cardassian Loot. I've done level 3 on those because I'm all about that loot. I've done level two on ISO emulsion efficiency, but now I've got a prerequisite of level six on isogen scanners, which I haven't gotten to yet. All right. Now, there are, like I said, good researches in here, but there are also a couple of of poo-poo ones. Okay. Let's talk a little bit about something that Ripper and I were discussing on Twitch the other night. Trader, you were there. All right. I do see some people in here talking about isogen scanners, which is increasing the mining rate of all grades of isogen for the Meridian. Now, mathematically, folks, we have proven that this is not like the loot gain. It's not a net multiplier. It is indeed adding to the research, which may or may not have been intended. I am going to ask them about it in my meeting this coming Monday, but isogen scanners is having a minuscule effect. I mean, we're talking... Like a thousand or two thousand an hour difference. It is a prereq divine, which means you have to work on it, but like, don't get super excited or expect amazing things out of it. As a matter of fact, I think <sighs> I want to be delicate in how to say this. Here's the thing the research is just busted from the start, Baba Joe. Okay. The levels that they are right now are inconsequential compared to the ability of the Meridian. All right. Um, However, if it was meant to be a multiplier, Baba Joe, then the bonus levels are actually way too high. Like Ripper and I looked at scenarios on either side of this. Doesn't matter if it's a net multiplier or an additive multiplier, the research is busted either way. If it's an additive multiplier, it does nothing. If it's a multiplicative uh, modifier, then you're mining like 38 million an hour. Okay, it doesn't work. The, the, the research just wasn't thought out. The bonuses are not working, okay? I, I'm sorry, let me rephrase. Bonuses are working exactly like they say, but it's a poo-poo research. Yeah. I'm going to speak to them this coming week to see what their intent was, to see if I can get them to rebalance that research, all right? Because that one is literally having literally no effect in the game as it is, but it can't be multiplicative, Trader, because then it would be way OP, you see what I'm saying? Well, so you,
4: you cannot have mining speeds too fast.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, I, I get that. But we would go back to the problem that Bubba Joe had where you would fill a cargo hold in six minutes and then, you know, it would be right back to the very beginning again. So
4: I'm okay with
0: that i mean i'm just not clear. i'm okay with it too anything that makes boring stuff faster is fine but yeah. y- you know
4: agreed
0: uh anywho anywho uh i'll talk to him listen I- i'll see what i can do I-, I i need to first find out what their intent is because this particular research is, is really just uh like it none of it makes sense like it, whether it was additive or multiplicative It still doesn't make sense in either scenario. So we got to talk to them about that and find out what their intent was and then maybe try to see if we can influence the bonus levels. All right. Um, Bubba Joe, any other research in here that's really drawing your attention? What about you, Trader?
4: Hmm. I mean, I'm finding like some small value to the Cardassian research at the very beginning of the tree. But what I really like and have already maxed out is the uh, material efficiency for research.
0: Okay. Yep, absolutely. Uh, That's a good one. We do have, there is uh, a couple of little PvP researches in here, increasing weapon damage, uh, you know, during a territory capture uh, by faction type, which, again, anything with base weapon damage is not usually that impactful. But, you know, nickels and dimes. And and actually, the research does go up to 200%. Which is actually not, you know, again, still not huge and not massively influential. But at least it's not like 30% trader. It goes up to 200%. Okay. Uh, Somebody else talks about critical hit damage. There you go. Armada attack patterns. Increasing critical hit damage against all Armada targets. That's also a very good one. All right. You do also have some research in here for piercing. Now, I come back. And this is uh, the last thing in my show notes that I want to tease before we do our drawing and get ready to get out of here because the Packers are playing. Trader, have fun tonight. Minus, minus the scrapping model. hmm This tree really, really gives me goosebump, reminiscent. Like it gives me deja vu to the Outlaw tree. Let me explain to you what I'm talking about. We were talking uh, the other day about Deep Space Nine officers, right? As a matter of fact, Trader, we spent an hour or two on the Twitch trying to figure out how to use Kira. She needs Cisco. Well, (laughs) she does need Cisco, but she also can't stay Tier 1, right? Like, that was what we came up with. But, you know, I got to thinking more about this, and I was talking with a member of my alliance, and then... My head, don't let this go to your head, buddy. Then my brain went to ambulance. My buddy Wham. <laughs> I didn't even talk to him about this. All right? But you know how much of a believer he was in Outlaw? Like, he went crazy in Outlaw. Him and Big Country both. You remember Big Country? Who was, yeah. if I'm not mistaken, the first player in the game to max his Outlaw reputation. Okay. They believed in that tree, and they were the ones that proved that by the time you got to your M number of, like, 140, 150, like, nothing mattered anymore. Yeah. Nothing mattered anymore. Like, you could, right? Ship power doesn't matter. Wham! Your Stella can probably kill, what? G3 epics? Now, I know you're a G5 player now. Your op's, like, 53, 54 now, so you got a lot of research working for you. But still, your Stella can kill Enterprises. True or false? Okay? I'm waiting for him to answer. Whether
1: or not his can, it can happen, yes.
0: It can happen. I've seen screenshots. Absolutely it can happen. Stella relies on research. The ship itself is really not that big of a deal. The Stella research is what makes that ship redonkulous. Okay? And let's talk about
4: when you put the strike team crew on it,
0: it's (laughs) street fire. There you go, strike team. Absolutely, because it is a battleship. Now let's talk about some of the research similarities that we see here. Trader increased piercing. Well, we've talked about on Stella. You get to a point where five six doesn't matter anymore. You don't need mitigation, nor do you need piercing. Yep. Yep. On a Stella, you don't need it. Yep, absolutely. Because the research maxes you. All right, what do we got in this tree? Piercing against Cardassian Armada targets. What does Kira do again? Mm, piercing. Well, she affects piercing, she reduces yeah. the Armada's mitigation which does give you better piercing, but she's reducing the Armada's mitigation. So it is increasing your piercing, so to speak, and now we've got research to go with it. Is that my my early assumption that Tira uh, that, that Tira Kira at tier 1 was worthless may not actually 100% be true. Because if you've got Kira but then you can combine with a little bit of extra research, we have a new secret subconscious kind of uh kind of not obvious Stella mechanic here, Trader. A lot of this tree is built around Cardassian Armadas, right? All right, we've got piercing. As a matter of fact, we come back, there's, there's territory piercing as well. Plasma conduits, weapons damage against the, uh, against the armadas. Armada attack patterns, increasing critical hit damage. Any of these sound familiar? You've got all these stellar researches, okay? You've got them all. Uh, Interceptor, plasma conduits, and battleship plasma conduits, and explore plasma conduits, increasing weapon damage against Cardassian armada targets, okay? Then you've got the loot gains, right? Then you come over here and you've got Tomalox Fury, All right, and you've got Cisco's tenacity and Martok's valor, all increasing piercing against Cardassian targets. Then you come one and over O'Brien's ingenuity, Gowron's ambition, Terrell's vengeance, increasing mitigation against Cardassian targets. Then you skip a couple of columns, Federation vulnerabilities, uh, Klingon vulnerabilities. Actually, that's a PvP one. Okay, so that's PvP. So, how many just did we just talk about that have something to do with loot, that have something to do with piercing and or mitigation against Cardassian targets, or damage against Cardassian targets? Guys, this is another outlaw loot. And I believe that the Deep Space Nine officers are already showing promise here today, trader. But the one that we were a little bit curious about was Kira. Well, Kira's been balanced against this tree, I guarantee it, okay? That's why Kira probably feels a little bit weak here at Tier 1, Tier 2, all right? Because there's research that needs to be combined with Kira to make her good, and wham, you've got it. Guys, this tree is going to make it so that these new Cardassian targets are eventually as easy as the current as the current armadas that we've got in the game, like right, right, you guys are taking a look. Even the deep space armadas, for those of you who are doing them, it's pretty much the, the, for the most part they're kind of gimmies anymore. I mean, maybe not the fifty-one epics, but you know, even forty-two uncommons now. They're if you got the warp range, you could probably kill it, right? Yeah. I mean, does anybody on a server that's older than six months struggle on a thirty-nine uncommon? Nope. Probably not. Or you shouldn't. If you know how to crew right, you shouldn't be. Struggling. Sure. Yeah. Crewing may be tough for, for a server that's six, just now six months old. But, but nonetheless, those Armada targets have been in the game for two and a half years. They were tough back then. They aren't today. Just like the Mega Cube, right? Mega Cube used to be death on wheels. Okay? Nobody yeah. used to be able to do it. As a matter of fact, I remember the shock and awe when uh, Skakorin, level fifty showed video of him <laughs> actually <laughs> killing a mega cube target. He was the only one yeah. in the game that could do it. Yep. I remember. One guy. It was it wasn't a hundred light years long, Wam. It was like a hundred light years cubed. Or something. <laughs> <laughs> something silly like that. But he was the only guy that could do it. Now we've got level thirty fives out there with Cerritos and and Vidars and Nine of eleven and five and six that are that are one and two tapping the cube, mega cube. Like it ain't nothing. There's no respect. <laughs> There's no respect for the for the for the danger and the risk that you're all in. Many a, many a player died on those cubes back in the day. Now it's easy peasy. Let's go back to separatist bosses. Separatist bosses. I mean, we've talked about this time and time and time again. Four years ago, Aaron the strongest players in the game could barely one-shot those things. As a matter of fact, I remember Captain Bull, who was in my alliance at that time, we would take turns getting the kill. One of us would suicide against it, then the other one would clean it up while the shields were down. Then we would take turns doing it. I remember those You had to double (laughs) tap. You had to use your alliance. It would take two and three and four people suiciding against a level 26 separatist boss before you could kill it. And now you could farm for three days straight on a single hole. Yeah.
4: And owe the arguments in in GC if you
0: beat someone to that. Oh, man. Wars (laughs) would break out. Wars would break out if you suicided three or four times on a single hostel and then someone cleaned up your mess and you weren't there to kind of escort it, you know, kind of sit beside. Wars would break out because you stole my boss. All right? But that doesn't happen anymore. The times have changed. Our abilities have gotten stronger. Crewing, ships, research, all better. And these older targets in the game outgrow their challenge. Cardassian Armadas are the new challenge. But I'm here to tell you, the tools for treating these just like we treat Separatist bosses today are already in the game. Like, they're here. And I gotta be honest with you, trader. This doesn't feel like a very long loop. As a matter of fact, it almost feels like this is moving a little quicker than I would have expected. You guys remember at the beginning of the arc I said I said like, you know, one one show in or maybe two shows in, I expected free to play alliances to be like level three, level four on their ASB. (laughs) I got free to play alliances showing me level six and level seven already.
4: So I'm curious you know that You know, we know that this is a four-month arc. Could it be that they are making the progression easier than we thought it would be simply to encourage that growth because of what's coming in the coming months?
0: Oh, you got it. You got it. Guys, I don't think this was a feature in and of itself. What we can see right here, right now, I don't believe this is a feature in and of itself that was supposed to last for two years or one year or even six months. Like, people are moving relatively quickly. Okay? Relatively quickly. I'm seeing completely free-to-play alliances out there showing me assembly level six and seven. My alliance does typically spend a little bit of money, but we haven't spent on this ASB. Word assembly eight. Mateo probably has a couple of people that's bought some packs. He's at assembly nine. Nine. I see somebody in the, cl- in the chat claiming to be free to play at level 9. That might be a little aggressive, but I'm not going to put it out of the realm of possibility, especially if you figured out that harvesting bug early enough. All right? It's certainly possible. Speed-ups are probably your thing. But if you're out there just slam dunking, uh, you know, rare, like if you guys are burning through your rare and epic directives chests and making sure you got plenty of hours, you know, all that stuff. Listen, this is not a real hard loop. Not, I agree with that. It's not a real hard loop. And, and there is some time, obviously, in the assembly metals. Like, it's, you're not going to max that tree. But you can make pretty good progress in that tree here pretty early. There's items in that tree that are speeding up older loops. And there's items in that tree, uh, not just one loop, but territory too. Research, ISO emulsion, that one is really having a huge impact. Then there's the exchange loot. That's going to have a huge impact. It's net multiplier. And then we also heard some people uh, saying that it was, they were a little bit fussy. Like, Bubba, you said there was a choice to be made because you're not getting as much rare and epic loot out of the Cardassian Armadas as you would get out of the normal ones. But there's even research for that. There's research to improve the uncommon rare and epic credits that you get from Armadas. Now, I do believe it's all Armadas. I don't think it's just one, so you could still get more out of even the normal Armadas, but it is improving the payout. This has two or three different loop accelerants all built into one, and what's crazy is this loop itself doesn't appear to be that long-term. Trader, you're making a lot of noise. Sorry. Oh, I do what you doing there. It doesn't that's appear to, to be something that's going to take a great deal of time. So, enjoy this. Get through it. Participate. So, somebody asked at the beginning, 40 minutes ago, what is the point of the Alliance Starbase? Well, I know I've been long winded about it. Here's your 30 second executive summary there's three different loops in here that will be accelerated by the research contained inside <laughs> the Starbase Tree Trader. Tra- tra- <laughs> <laughs>
4: I know. You good. You good. You all right.
0: Bless you. Good. Bless you. All right. Three different loops are accelerated by this one. Moreover, this particular loop doesn't appear to be moving that slow. What's the benefit of the ASB? Right now, it's research. And moreover, it is the acceleration of three prior loops in the game. And while some players are not seeing this obvious, let me let me be the one to share with you. We ask for older loops to be sped up. Ding, ding, and ding. Three different loops, as a matter of fact, right here. Okay? So recognize that for what it is. Why should you be investing into the ASB? Well, that's why. Okay? Now, I I still don't suggest... At least at this point, I don't suggest that you drop money in it, especially when you can see how little you get from a $100 pack trader as compared to how fast free-to-play alliances are actually moving through this thing. Okay? So keep working on it. Utilize those refunds. You know what I'm telling my alliance? If they can, to maintain at least a single uh, alliance altruism chest per day double if you can, but at least single. Dude, the single is only 300 and some credits. All right, it should be relatively simple to keep that up for a little while, even if you are rare and epic directive poor. Okay? I think that you you probably could with a little bit of planning set yourself up to where you guys can do a single rare chest per day for for a while. It's cheap enough to do that. I'm trying to push my lines to doing doubles. But trader um I've pretty much told my lines. There's, there's really not any excuse to not do triple uncommon refines every single day.
4: Yeah, no, I absolutely agree.
0: I, I really don't think there's any reason, even if you claim to be direct of port. These things and are, I've,
4: I've been doing the, the max refines on all three of the chests.
0: I can't afford... Even now, I can't afford to do the max refine on the Alliance altruism because it's, it's just such a large chunk. Like, right now, I've got, like, 30 days of a single chest, but I've got two days of a triple chest. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want to put that kind of pressure on myself. So I'm trying to yeah, do doubles. Sense. Trying to do doubles, all right? But, you know, again, there is... There is a really clear forward moving moving path and I would encourage you guys to do that the speed ups continue to be the bottleneck please be sure to get as many speed ups as you can I would recommend at least a single if not a double of the alliance altruism every single day and absolutely zero excuse not to be able to do a triple uncommon every single day you should have way more than enough loot to be able to pull that off that will get you the speed ups that gets you through the progression of the building modules so that you can unlock more levels of this research and be able to accomplish progression in three other loops. And again, I'll wrap up with this. We still have at least a dozen nodes in here that say coming soon that are absolutely going to enhance future capabilities of the Alliance Starbase. There is more to come. Uh, on the other side of the break, I will very quickly make a couple of wrap-up announcements. We'll come back to the panel, check in one last time with Kark and Mark Trader and Bubba Joe, and we will give away 500 materials with our Spam contest. It comes up on the other side of this break because I'm running so, so late, and and the Packers are on the TV and I'm <laughs> missing it, and i got to Gotta go. We're not
4: missing much. Stop.
0: (laughs) What's the score? I don't. Do I even want to know? What's the score? No. Oh no. Listen, it's only seven to three. Okay, I'm. I'm. I'm okay with this so far. And we're driving. Mm. Looks like we got the ball. We're driving. (sighs) Okay. I gotta go in there. I gotta. Gotta go. Gotta go. (laughs) (laughs) i got to go, Root. i got to go. i got to go. All right, we're going to take a break. We'll be back in a second. Hang on, everybody. Hang on. This portion of the show brought to you by Facebook.com slash MN Toy Posse. MN Toy Posse is a group of professionals gathered together around their love of something not only fun and youthful, but also a big business today. Toys, folks. Toys. Whether it's old toys or new toys, expensive toys, antique toys or brand spanking new releases, these guys can help you find it, buy it, or sell it. I have yet to find a challenge they could not meet. So check them out, your absolute toy professionals at facebook.com slash MN Toy Posse. It's my toy posse for the toy collector in all of us more from Talking Trek coming up right after this break. PVPTarget.com is a site with a whole host of tools for the players, not only at veteran status in this game, but also for brand new players, giving you insights into PVP banding, crews and ROE used by many servers. PVPTarget.com can help you get your feet under you with respects to all things player versus player. Visit their website for our player's guide regarding lawful attacks, warships, and even a glossary of terms for use right here inside Star Trek Fleet Command. Visit PVPTarget.com Today, that's pvptarget.com.
4: This program is made possible in part by a grant from Wiggling Spearmint Gum, the minty fresh chewing gum made with moth larvae.
0: All right, we'd like to thank everyone for coming down to the Dallas Cowboys quarterback tryouts.
2: With Dak Prescott out, everyone seems to be pretty worried. So uh, we'll take the next person at the table for registration.
0: Hi there. Says your name is Uncle Rico.
1: No last name. That's different. Back in 82, I used to be able to throw a pigskin quarter mile.
2: Well, this is 2022, Uncle Rico.
1: How old are you exactly, anyway? If Tom Brady's 45, this guy has to be at least 57. How much you want to make a bet I can throw a football over them mountains?
0: This is Dallas, son. Do you see any mountains? Yeah,
1: I'm not seeing those mountains. Coach would have put me in fourth quarter. We'd have been state champions, no doubt.
0: Very deep. Here, take this
4: form. Fill it out. And the team psychiatrist is over there if you need her
1: I'm gonna throw in a gift
2: Oh, a parting gift, how nice I bet you folks don't have one of these <gasps> Is that
1: a llama? Alright, this is getting weirder by the second Jeez, let's hope Dax back soon Next in line
0: Welcome back, everybody. Good evening to you. It is. Bubba Joe. Uh Uh-oh, his battery's died. Is that what happened? He's not on the stage. It is time for Sunday Night Football. I should try to see if I can find the the song that Carrie Underwood sings. I know. Sunday Night... Snake Eyes says, you're going to get copyrighted for that. I could get copyrighted for, for everything that we play, but here's the thing. Here's the thing about that... Is I've got the I, I've got broadcast rights, Trader. All right, like I I can. That's why I can play the other music that we can on our podcast. Uh, now, granted, that particular theme probably not covered by ASCAP or BMI, <laughs> probably. But but I do have those licenses for for the for broadcast of that. So I don't know. You th- you think the NFL <laughs> NFL is a bigger butthead than Disney? He says, Trader. It's probably (laughs) probably true. Do do you think that that theme song is actually covered by ASCAP or BMI or CSAC? Do you think? Dr. Juby says when you you get a copyright strike, you know you made it as a podcaster. If that were the case, uh, I was officially a podcaster like two years ago. Do you guys remember? Like, I had – who was it? Was it Universal Snake Eyes? I don't remember if it was Universal Records that actually sent us a legal uh, cease and desist. Remember when we when we talked about it, they told we had to pull all their music and then and then we went back and we were talking with them with their licensing department. And they said because our podcast was on demand, Trader, that it wasn't covered by our typical license. And they tried to charge us something like seven or eight hundred dollars per song per song because it was on demand downloadable. So oh, they so what? they went back through and gave us a strike on every podcast we had done that had a universal artist in it. We had to go back and and pull a lot of that stuff. We eventually got it worked out.
1: It wasn't a one-time radio listen.
0: N- yeah, that's right. It wasn't something because they said the podcast was on demand because you guys could play it back, rewind it, play it back that that demanded a different kind of license one that was significantly more than what we had paid for. So and, and, you know, listen, that may be true. I mean, I don't think that they were wrong on that, but nobody else has come to us. Nobody else has come to us. We we pay our licensing. We're listed in ASCAP, BMI, and CSAC registries as as certified broadcasters. We we cl- plainly and clearly state that it's a podcast. Nobody else has come and given us any problem. It was just universal. So, I don't know. Snake, so, guys, do you, think, do you think that that theme is covered? by our licensing probably not probably not tough Cal says bleep out the nfl theme before the upload Nah, i'm gonna let it go i'm gonna see if we can get away with it what they, <laughs> We'll see if they can get away with it what what are they gonna do they're gonna send me a, another letter just like universal did we'll see what happens <laughs> besides we've got trader now all right we didn't have tra- <laughs> we didn't have trader then we've got trader now okay we're fine
4: i just want to point out that i am not a trademark or copyright lawyer well, nah, that's it's fine. Theory, you, right? Listen,
0: do that. we're here for you to practice on, okay? Like, it's fine. You'll, you'll <laughs> figure it out. <laughs> you'll, you'll figure it out. Everything will be fine. All right. Um, very quickly, I, I do have something to give away down in the uh, spam room. We're going to do that here in just a second. Very quickly, I, I know we didn't get a lot to talk about. We didn't get a chance to talk about the Deep Space Nine officers. Uh, and Bubba Joe's batteries died. So he was not able to give his final comments. And, uh, and I would like to, uh, to get his his final comments i don't know is he is he able to pm them to you trader or, or do you think that you could turn on speakerphone bubba joe and come in and give your final thoughts because it, it actually sounds like aside from a lot of the tech and there's been a lot of tech problems here this month trader okay there has been okay uh and we have seen more than our fair share of event implementation problems interestingly enough bubba joe seems happy with the content which is not a perspective I expected him to have, trader, let me come to you uh we are halfway through the arc we are at the fifty percent mark um, how do you feel overall given tech given the feature, given its implementation and 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 let me dare I say the cost of this feature, which I don't think is that high
4: um you know, so I'm trying to keep in mind what you said to me and everyone else at the beginning of this arc, that this was a first step and you were afraid people were going to be underwhelmed and, mm-hmm. you know, poo it and stuff. I do feel very underwhelmed by it. Uh-huh. I mean, it's a different type of armada. It, who cares? It's a new research tree. Who cares? It's a star base that does pretty much nothing right now. So I'm trying to keep in the front of my mind that, there will be other things adding on to this um, content. So, as a whole, I'm kind of like, eh, and doing my thing. I like the Cisco crew. I like DS9. I like, you know, I feel like we're going a step in the right direction, but as we stand, I'm kind of like, bleh.
0: Well, and that's you know? fair. That's fair, because I did say I was I was worried that people were going to feel underwhelmed by this. i got to be honest with you, I do feel like... We actually got more than even I was expecting. Like I am pleasantly surprised with the amount of efficiency research uh, and the expedition of previous loops and And I am also very impressed with the free to play progression in this feature here so far. It hasn't been paywalled or scaled down to a point of 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 withering abysmal progression like you know I'm seeing really good progression from free-to-play players and alliances and I find that to be a breath of fresh air you know what Mm -hmm. I'm saying like I I I think that that free-to-play players correct me if I'm wrong aside from tech okay take the tech out of it for a minute you look just at this feature I might surprise people and go so far as to say I would not be surprised if this was a free-to-play players best feature of the year maybe not behind the ficha. Ficha being latinum and all that but free to play are making very substantial gains uh through this new research and through the alliance Starbase. look Metamise says it's pretty good for low level and low spend players uh you know i, I and certainly says without speed ups it's going to be abysmal I, listen i don't think that that's true we we already talked about the fact that you can completely free out of a single uncommon chest with only 50 players you can scratch out 12 hours of speed ups per day and I just told you guys that you should be doing triple uncommons no questions asked like you can afford to do it that would be 36 hours a day and and while that doesn't sound like a lot all right, that is for the most part one or more buildings a day until you get to about assembly 7 or assembly 8 All right. I think I just now Galvanox or Mateo, you correct me if I'm wrong. I'm pretty sure I just now finally got to a place where a building is going to take longer than 72 hours. And if that were to happen, my alliance just doing uncommon pulls would still be able to do 72 hours worth of building every single day. You know, so. I don't think I'm seeing this as a as a breathtakingly slow progression for free to play okay as a matter of fact it's very transparent and very steady so I am looking forward to seeing what's coming next trader and I understand why why a player like you feels like it may be a little bit underwhelmed but I mean still you've got loot research you've got efficiency research and and if you're not done with territory, which I don't know many people who are, you've got some really good efficiency research there. You might be done with exchange, and you might be, uh, you know, uh, well, nobody's done with epic and rare normal Armada loot, so you're, like, you're never done with that. So I feel like, at least for you, Trader, there's still two out of three progression speed-ups here that I, that I feel like probably are going to benefit you in the long run. I would hope. Anyway, Mark, you've been quiet tonight. How are you and your alliance faring with Alliance Starbases?
3: Uh, we're moving along fairly well. Uh, we had some hiccups at first because everybody wanted the press buttons right away. Mm. Uh, which I think a lot of alliances had that problem. Um, yours included. <laughs> um, yeah, it was, it was... But once the event started up, uh, I think we're, we're moving along pretty good. And even with the... Uh, reputation and uh, because I'm, I'm just about I guess it is now um, so my rep, uh is going good so I can get the uh, open up the uh, researchers
0: uh, yeah. I, that, that I'm, I'm at get. about 4 million now I've seen some people a lot of people are a lot higher than me uh, I'm at about 4 million but my alliance does run uh, a lot of armadas uh, yeah. and, and I want to address this very quickly uh, Pigrew says in the chat that, you know, directives continue to be a problem. And, and I don't disagree. We could always use more directives. But when I say that you can do a triple uncommon refine all 30 days of the month, I'm not kidding. Okay? Like, I- I'm really not kidding. You absolutely can. And still keep enough uncommon loot to still do the refine of your G3 uncommon normal armada chest so you can continue your sourcing of rare directives. Uh, what you need to look at here... And I've said this before, I'm going to wrap up with this little bit of teaching, Trader, because I, I have seen this, even in my own alliance, which I just recently rejoined. So some of the stuff, Karkin, that, that you and I used to teach two years ago, I feel like maybe it's been, it's been forgotten. But guys, let me just remind you again, what is the best level of efficiency with Armadas? One that you can do 16 Armadas and go home with no repairs? Or one where everybody dies except for, like, there's 10% hull remaining on on one player. What is the best way to finish an Armada? What's the best, most efficient payout for Armadas?
4: The one where there's one player that just barely survived.
0: You got it. All right. Guys you you not as a team but but individually you should hope that only one or two people in your armada survive and even really then not by that much you want you want to know why because that that right there means that you got the most payout from that armada you got the highest payout for the directives okay you do not have to survive. I've, I've seen this. People say people will start, for example, these Cardassian these Armadas. I'm seeing this. Karkin in our own team. Somebody will start a 33 or a 36 saying, I don't want to die. Why not? Die. Die. Okay? You want to die. Well, then I have to repair and I got to use speed ups. No, that's not the point. That's not the point of running Armadas. You need the loot. You need the loot.
2: Were they afraid of dying or failing the armada?
0: Maybe failing, but, I mean, when you run like 38 of them and go home and spend 17 minutes where the speed-ups, you're not hitting at your peak efficiency. Okay? The best armada is when everybody dies except for one person. And when I mean by one person, I don't even mean by a G5. Like, I, me personally, I really like... Loot distribution, all right? I try to pay attention to that. Even Karkin sees me call, talk about it in my chat. Uh, I'll call out, hey, G4 ships, please. You know, I will. Those are my directives. I want to be paid for them, okay? So I, I'm not a huge fan. If I'm going to hit a target where I know I need a 100 million power ship, Karkin, fine. But if I'm going to hit a target where I want to be paid, then, then I'll call for G4 ships. You know what I'm saying? Like be a little because, more balance. Yeah, a yeah. little bit more mm-hmm. balance. you know, because I'm flying a G4 ship. Now, I'm not going to fly g G4 ship and tell everyone to bring fiches, all right, because that's not fair either. I want, I want everybody to get as much loot as possible, and Pig, if you practice this kind of power distribution a little bit, you will be just fine. You get 14 free uncommons every single month, or at least you can. Let me put it that way. You can. Scopely makes them available if you engage in in the loop to pick them up, Okay. 14 uncommons per month that is more than enough to get plenty of the loot that you need to sustain you with alliance speed ups but you're right if you do an armada with a bunch of g5 players and you're flying a a, a barrel and you only get like 400 loot then you're right it's not enough okay which is why power distribution is so so important all right uh is that it do we have anything else? Pay- Divine says the best payout is solo, but as a group, you need to be sharing starts. See, I, I know that is true. The best payout is solo, but you know what? You're not helping your team, and I, and I just... You know what? The best solo payout, Divine, is indeed solo, but you know that's not true for the team? You know why that's not true for the team? Because you've got loot bonuses. You've got 5 of 11, because 5 of 11 will increase that player's take. Okay, now mathematically it might work out really, really close. Trader, I don't know. If the base is hundred and you've got a hundred percent loop bonus, you get to two hundred. On the other hand, if the base is one hundred and you have got five players go in who are perfectly evenly matched, then everybody gets gets uh, twenty, right? And the yeah, so I guess mathematically it turns out the same, doesn't it? Yeah. So never mind. Forget what I said, Divine. You're right. Uh, that said, team play. I just think I just feel like that's the way it should be. It also lets you hit up. Like, you say soloing is the best, but is it? Because if you solo one, you're not going to get as much loot as if you can team play with, with five players. All right, And then again, of course, that presumes that all five players spend their one start. So you've got one that you can do as a solo, or you've got five you can do as a team. But you can hit up a target. So where are you going to get the most loot? You know, I, I think that team play continues to be the best way to get the most amount of loot. Plus, you're right, Iron Chef points out, you are giving up that, that Happy Meal for your second player if you try to solo one, all right? You're giving up the Happy Meal. That's true. The Happy Meal gets wasted, okay? So yeah, the, 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 the leader's chest would be the same, but you're wasting the Happy Meal, all right? Vegas says pairs are probably mathematically the best, and again, I really don't know about all that, Maybe maybe for you as an individual, but you can punch up targets as a team, and if you're punching up a target, that means there's more base loot to start with, okay? And if there's more base loot, then there's more loot going to the team, and therefore your loot multipliers are also having a larger impact, mathematically. May not work out for you that way individually, but... Your team will make more loot if you're punching up on the target. The only way you make more loot as an individual is if you are hitting the same target as what your team can target. So if your team is out there, Karkin, running 38 level 33s before they go and repair, and then you go run a solo 33, yeah, the loot's going to be the same. But your team shouldn't be running 33s together. They should be running 39s or 42s because that's what they're capable of. Because if everybody survives and the most damage was 3% of hull, you left loot on the table. Okay? You left loot on the table. Um, I guess that's it. Karkin, do you have anything last that, that you wanted to add real quick? Because I, I, I want to go. you have anything less to, to add?
2: No, no, you're good. Cool. I'll let you go watch football.
0: We're going to go watch the football, Who's everybody. Ball. I do have 500 materials to give away. So let's go into the Spam It room now. Hope you've had plenty of time. I am not wasting... Anytime. I'm going to go into the Spam It room. And uh, if you haven't entered in there, then you've got about three more seconds before I lock that room down. Boom. Boom. And there it is. It's locked out. All right. Nobody can post in there now, Karkin. We've got 943 people. And you know what? Just because I made you sit through an even longer show, I'm going to draw two winners, Trader.
4: Yay. All right,
0: see, there was there was payoff at the end. It's not marked tonight. Uh, it's payoff at the end. All right. Um, let's see. Spam it. Pick. Arguable. <laughs> Here we go. Spam it. Pick. We're gonna do it twice. All right. Here, why is that not working? Oh, there we go. Okay. Here's one. Z. Congratulations to you, Z. <laughs> All right, there's one winner, 500 Materials. Congratulations. And here's your second one. Uh, Is that going to work? Wait, okay, there. Hit that button. And congratulations. Who's it going to be on this one? Jet Chip Wasp. Congratulations to you, Jet Chip. Yep, 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 yep. Congratulations to those two people. Going to hook each of them up with 500 Materials Trader. Uh, Because mainly uh, not because you guys had to sit here for a real long time, but just (laughs) because we haven't done spamming in, in, in kind of like a hot minute. You know, doubling up. And there you go. Let's go, everybody. I uh, appreciate you guys all being here. My name is Ultimate DJs. Thank you for listening to the Talking Trek Live, Star Trek Fleet Command's official podcast. We'd like to invite you to our website, talkingtrekstfc.com, talkingtrekstfc.com, where you can find all kinds of stuff, including links to our socials. And you'll be able to find uh, links to our Patreon, where you can sometimes listen to extra special bonus content, like I might put up here tonight of our Fluffer Time conversation, perhaps. Uh, Also, soon, probably within the next day or so, you're going to find a link for you to email us your nominations for our Christmas Angel family. We would really like for you guys to get involved this year and uh, really, really uh, put some time and put some thought into it and and reach out within your own communities and find someone who can benefit from uh, the community's Amazing generosity this year. Okay, really, I appreciate you doing that. Uh, in the meantime, if you've got a story that you would like to share, please email that to talkingtrekstfc at gmail.com. Talkingtrekstfc at gmail.com one other thing that you could do while you're on the website is uh, actually link on over to our patreon and join our gold members club at a level of five dollars or more per month it turns your name gold in the discord and uh, you know we have a little bit of fun with that also if you donate at a level of ten dollars then we read your names we read your names on the show and I'd like to thank those players right now how about this Lord Neelix thank you lady cast trader Tucker <laughs> damn it Jim I'm an accountant not an engineer <laughs> Ha, 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 by the way, you can also go into Patreon and actually change your nickname, and I'll and I'll read them. So thank you, damn it, Jim. I'm an accountant, not an engineer. Iron Chef, Virtual Armadillo, Lord Khan, Hammerhead, uh, Regis, J Berg, Shady Pines, Big Shakes, Lobot, Auto Obsession, It's Hunter Degora, Vagabond, Ransusi, Juneberry, Katana, Hank, A DJ Ger, MC One Hundred and One, Late Nighter, Lightbull, Louis P, Zalvinar, Zenfried Wolfhammer, Stormbringer, Bill's Mafia Banetta, Darkside Lou, Grog, Thorn, Archangel, Smoke Mohawk, Jet Ski, Jason, Captain Jack Morse, UPS Man, Archer, Yusuki, Arian, Professor, Captain Oblivious, and Honey JD Steve. Ragnar, Liam, Indominus, Casey Jones, Ripper is God. (laughs) <laughs> Chronic Break, this fella, Jesus Christ. Joe, K92, Darth Adamus, Sir Tail, General Chaos, Warren, A-Fox, Judge Cran, G-Force by Mangatron, Captain Q, Plain, Simple Gary, Game Jr., Admiral Inwater, Cha-Cha-Roar, Scarlet Hog, Looser, Kendall, Bubba Joe, will PVP your butt, TechX, 7 of 9, jagged Nebigo, Full Tilly, Blue Mandalorian, Noxus, Excipiter, Fermax, Dr. Link, Lulus one Skidzoido Likes a Bath, and our newest gold patron, recognized patron at $10, Welch, thank you so very much. Appreciate you guys for donating a level of $10 a month or more. More to Talking Trek, a registered trademark and recorded in front of a live studio audience for distribution across podcast platforms everywhere. My name is Ultimate DJs. I am your friendly neighborhood cat person me out for now. Love you, mean it. On Star Trek Fleet Command's official podcast. Catch you on next weekend. Don't forget, no show Wednesday. Going to Blacksburg on Thursday. Go Ears! Love you guys. Have a good one. Good night.